crazy times, the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. We are your trusty, dusty heroes of noise, and I am your host, Steve. What's happening, you crazy kids? You got Dan Ramirez at your service, not so dusty, completely trusty, ready to rock it again. Welcome to episode 11. What is happening? Nothing, brother. How are you feeling, man? You, you, sound, I, you sound very hype, and I'm trying to feed off your hypeness right now, man. I'm loving it. Oh, man. I'm freaking pumped, bro. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm doing good, man. I, I Everything's been great. I've been a very, it's been a very busy week for me as far as just staying well, staying busy, you know, I've been putting a lot of effort into the show. Uh, I've got some things to talk about about that, and I've worked a lot this week. But somehow, I've always find a way to make this like the focus. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not, really and I can do. do it, Steve. I can actually do that without neglecting the family. Is that believe? Is that believable? That is amazing. <laughs> I guess it's I, kind of a one-sided statement, but I'm doing my yeah, best. I've been waiting for you to show up with your bags at my front door, but it hasn't <laughs> happened yet. It has not happened. I'm not so ready to do doing... my, my hobo pack yet. My my stick, <laughs> with stick the with the stick bandana, the with like three items of clothing in it. Yeah, I wonder how many people remember that. The stick with the little thing, bandana at the end. And were there not backpacks That's... back then? Oh, they did have backpacks back then. But all I remember when I was a kid is every time a kid left home yeah, okay. and ran away, they'd have the <laughs> stick with the bandana at the end of the stick. I wonder if that came from like Little Rascals or something like that. That oh, was definitely to. some kind of pop culture influence. It had to, dude. There's, an, you know, and did you ever watch the Little Rascals? I never watched the Little Rascals. Oh, religiously. Really? Oh, I loved it. So that was your monkeys. I watched the monkeys. I watched the monkeys too. Did you? Yeah, for sure. Oh, you don't seem like a monkeys guy. Oh, total. Well, okay, I'm not a monkeys guy actually, but I watched them. I can I sing like, the whole song. Like, I like which their I won't music, do, but I know the song by heart. Oh, of course. Do you know uh, Last Train to Clarksville? Of course. Oh, wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. Sung by Mickey Dolans no, on drums? You like, then, no, you dig the monkeys then. Yeah, for sure. I know the monkeys, dude. Now, do you think Axl Rose for real got a lot of his dance move from homie? i would never heard that before, but I can... Yeah, he does the exact same dance moves. That side-to-side thing? That's from the monkeys? Yes! There's no other person that did it before him. I'm going to have to check it out now because I really don't even have a reference point of thinking of how they do it. But dance. in your brain, you're like, wait a minute. You see Axel doing it in your brain, though, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. It makes complete sense. <laughs> it makes total <laughs> sense. That's a weird per- That's a weird place to pull it from. So before we move forward, though, I know that there's a way there's a brand new way added into the ways to contact us, isn't there? Oh, Steve. Let me oh, do this. Oh, there's a new way. Let me go I'm ahead and just ruin it. Go yeah, ahead. Let, let me go ahead and just handle Ooh. this for you. Completely happy to do so this week. <laughs> Completely happy. Man. Right. Hey, everybody. What's happening? Your old buddy Dan at your service here to tell you some good news. Great news, in fact. This is what we call the contact info segment of the show. Let me begin. Guys, do you want to call us? Do you want to voicemail us? Do you want to email us? Do you want to look and see what we're about? Do you want to, you know, maybe see what we look like or... or Maybe just go and do like a one-stop shop kind of thing, you know, where you can just get your full dose of Heroes of Noise. And also, the word, the Unofficial Preacher Podcast, perhaps you've heard of that, perhaps you haven't. It's another little joint that we do. Well, guys, have I got it for you. I've been working hard, all right? So check this out. 
starting today, actually starting, it's about 24 hours old now, you can go to www.hereComesSteve.heroesofnoise.com. That's right. Heroesofnoise.com is now available for you guys, for your your viewing pleasure, if you'd like. And of course, you know, it's still under construction. It's going to grow because my crazy ass can't just do things a little bit. It's going to get bigger and bigger as we go. But um, yeah, um, we're proud to announce that there. Please go and check it out right now. I'll wait. Go ahead. Pretty dope, right? Yeah, okay. So okay, so I'll go ahead and just continue now. Just want to give him a little second, Steve. Yeah. You know, now, you know what's funny is like everyone has the concept of a website. So it's got all that stuff. It's got links to our Instagram, our Facebook, our Twitter. It's all right there. However, if you are not one for websites, let me go ahead and just do what I normally do. Let me go ahead and just bust out the usual dosy dough, if you will. If you want to reach us by Gmail, you can get us at Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. And that might even be changing. We may just end up going with heroesofnoise.com. Maybe Dan at heroesofnoise.com. Steve. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Just give me another week. We'll get there. The Twitters. You can reach us at Heroes of Noise. You can reach myself, Dan, at Dan Q Public. And my buddy over here, Mr. Steve, that handsome dude right there. Say what's up, Steve. Say hi. Yo! There he is. At S-E underscore Hudson Music. That's right. S-E underscore Hudson Music. You're going to see the man with the golden tones on there. Say hi to him. Tweet him. Do something. Retweet. Do the shit that you do with the Twitters. Um, now, something more important is on the page, you can actually, there's a link that I put up that has all the areas. Well, not all of them because there's so many places that you can subscribe. But if you want to subscribe to the show, there are links right at the top there, a little drop down menu for you. You can reach us now. We are available more places than I actually know. But for sure on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, um, SoundCloud, I think. I think SoundCloud. I don't know. YouTube. YouTube's a new one, Steve. I did that last night, too. So we're all over the freaking place. What? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't tell you about that. I forgot. But yeah. You're doing the most, brother. The most. Now, when it comes to YouTube, though, I haven't even really checked it out yet, but I just put it into the feed. Uh, Anybody that does podcasters, anyone that does podcasts, rather, you you know that uh, there's like steps you have to take to do that. So... It's not truly 100% validated by me yet, but I did do it last night. There should be a Heroes of Noise YouTube feed. So check it out. Let me know if it's working. Hit up your boy. Other than that, the only thing I really have to say is that we are needing you guys to subscribe to the show. Uh, You know, you're going to not miss anything. You can, now you can go and you can subscribe to both shows. It's all right there. Very, very simple for you. I've done the legwork for you. And um, when you subscribe, please, 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 everyone, be sure to stop and leave us a five-star review if you're digging what we're doing. Uh, Right now, it's go time for us. 2018, we are really gearing up to kick some ass this year, and it would be very helpful if you could help spread the word. So stop off at Stitcher. Stop off at iTunes. Five-star reviews or thumbs up, whatever the hell they do over there. Let the world know you like the Heroes of Noise. Thank you very much. This is Dan Ramirez. Out. I'll tell you what, though. Here's the fun thing. Since Dan is talking about YouTube, he said that he's not opposed to doing video. That's a big deal. That's a huge deal because Dan was not into the video thing. So we're going to get him on video and uh, let the uh, America see that adorable punimus of his. So, punimus. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, so you know, though, bro, this is not all you're, all you're getting. It's, it's the show with our logo on it. That should be what it, what it comes out right now. But Oh, for sure. But you know what? I'm not really opposed to it. I'm thinking maybe we're going to start doing some, I don't know, Periscope feeds and we'll throw those in. There's going to be so much happening at this site over the next few weeks. So please just stop by, check it out, say hello. And uh, yeah, it's oh, great. Hello. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> you can come by and see us on the new website. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Dude, did you watch the, you, didn't you watch that again? I watched it again, yeah.
That is so funny. So, I love it. He says, that I is- have locked jaw from all the cocaine I've done. That's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. That is going to be a thing. It's just funny. It's, it, it tickles me. But uh, uh, I know you guys have heard this show before, but what we do is we normally start off with what we've been watching, a little bit of film news. And if there's time at the end, we either talk about a discussion or we do a game. Today, we don't we don't know which one we're going to do or if there's time at all because we have a lot to talk about. This is one of those weeks where I actually watched a lot of stuff. So my big mouth might squeeze out a discussion or squeeze out a game. So if it does not happen, it's my fault. And I apologize and we will make it up. But I have so much to talk about this week. That's so, right. You, you took a week off, I'm, didn't you? Dude. I have so much to talk about, G, as far as what I've been watching. But hey, man, real quick, hold let, on, hold on. See, ahead, now, see, on. you're doing it again, Hudson. You're you're asking uh-huh. about, and I appreciate it. You're asking about me, but let uh-huh. me ask about you. How was your week off, man? Did you enjoy your it, holiday? Dude, it was fantastic, man. It was great. I, we need more. This is what makes me see. This is the goal. I know that I'm. I'm eventually. The goal is to have this be what we do. Our job is who we are. Like I remember, um, I think it was Gary Vee. Uh, I know not a, a lot of people, not not everyone is a Gary Vee fan, but he said, we're getting to the point in time where what you do and who you are are going to be inseparable. It's not like, you're Dan, but you do this thing. No, you're Dan, and you do comic and movie reviews. That's what you love doing. That's exactly who you are, so that's what you do for a living. He's like, we're at a point now where what you do and who you are can be inseparable. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. Why aren't we making use of it? So the goal is, I don't want to just have weeks off and vacations. I want my life to be a vacation. So that's the goal. That's what I realized this week, Dan. That's amazing, crazy brother. I'm proud of you, man. You know what? I, I, you know, hey, I, you I can definitely tell you, too, that like this is vastly becoming who I am. And I think that oh, goes dude. for you, too, as well, because this oh, is constantly sure. in my head all the time. Now, you know, oh. my professional career means the world to me. But, you know, there's, there's more. Um, and I love it. I really do. But my heart is, uh, it's like falling in love with, uh, like, you know, you've been with someone for a long time, but you kind of got yes. the feeling, you know, got some feelings for this other person right here. This other person would be this podcast, uh, in podcasting in general. And I'm telling, dude, I'm telling you, my head's spinning. 2018 is just, I cannot wait to see what happens. Dude, this it's going to be, it's going to be a killer year. It's going to be a killer year, especially, um, and, and that means, um, me doing stuff that I'm not totally comfortable with. Um, there's some things that Dan is like, Hey, I need you to do this thing. And it might be like, oh, but I was I was doing this thing. and But when I do the thing that Dan says, I'm like, you know, that worked. And he was freaking right. Um, you know, you were totally crazy. Even with your the things you refer me to watch, a lot of things are not in my comfort zone. I'm speaking specifically of a certain movie we're going to talk about this week, today. Um, and it's just it wasn't my thing. And Dan is like, hey, you really need to give it a shot. And I'm like, oh, but I was, oh, I want to watch this. But when I watch it, I'm like, Dan was on the money. Dan was on the freaking money on this thing. He knew what I wouldn't like and what I would like. I have to trust him more. So it's good to try new things. Yeah, dude. And this was, this movie was, you know, especially because of the actor that's in it. That was really new. But I was like, did I just become a fan? Did I I just become a fan? I think you were. I think you did. I was until I saw an interview with him about this movie. And I was just like, oh, no, he's still that guy. He's just incredibly, (laughs) he's just incredibly talented. Yeah, there is a little something about him that is slightly, I don't know what. But 
but I, I'm a fan of him and I'm not going to say who. And we kind of talked about this uh, little little hint. We kind of talked about this on the last show, but very, very briefly. So, you know, we wanted to go into this one a little bit more. Yeah. You but know what? Steve, let's, break the, let's break the ice because I it's part of what I've been watching unless you're going to go first. Well, I'd love to, but I, actually I'm going to have you go first if you want, but I wanted to actually we can do whatever you want after this point. But there's something that we're not used to doing on this show that we actually have the opportunity to do. Um, is it a, okay, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to shoot high. Did we get an email? I'm shooting high. I'm shooting high. Did we get an email? We got an email. We got emails, but we got voicemail and you know what? No. Yeah. So I'm going to like, no, I'm going to no. do a quick addendum. You know, there's things that I didn't bring up, man. I'm because I'm not used to this addendum. yet. So do Look you mind if I do an addendum. addendum to the, what's that? Look at this dude using the big old word. <laughs> do you mind if I do a little addendum <laughs> to the contact info, if you don't mind? You can do the addendum. Please. All right. Uh, you know what? Let's let you know. Fuck it. Let's bring the music back. Two, three, four. Hi, everybody. I'm back again. Your buddy Dan Ramirez, and we're going to tell you a little something else here about the podcast and about the podcast website. Um, this is something that I'm not used to doing here, so bear with me. Um, we also have a place where you can donate to the show. Yes. The time has come. We finally decided to do this here. But before, but fear not, uh, we want you to know right now that everything is free. We love to do this for you guys. We love giving you the best content that we can give you. However, this is how it breaks down, and this is why that's on there, in case you're wondering why one would need to donate to a podcast. Uh, I'm sure most of you are hip to this, but for those of you that aren't, this is done pretty much completely out of our pockets. Uh, we're happy to do it. We love to do so. But after a while, especially when it comes to bandwidth, you know, websites, things like that, you know, things cost money. It's true. We've kind of got our viewing under control for a while with the, uh, and this is not a plug, by the way, but with the inclusion of MoviePass in our lives, we, we're, we're good. We're good on watching movies for a while. But really what it comes down to it is putting these shows out to you takes, you know, takes money, takes bandwidth. So if you would like to donate to the Heroes of Noise, please feel free. Anything counts. We're not asking you to, you know, we're not going to set up some kind of paywall yet or anything like that. Um, not going to say that won't come down the line. You know, we would be happy I think with the time given and, and the content that we could provide to put something out that's exclusive to, you know, like say we get to a Patreon stage where we have a Patreon page, you can go there, donate a certain amount of money and get, you know, A, B or C. We're not quite there yet. So what we're trying to do is just gather up a little bit of extra funds so we can, you know, continue with the show, struggle free and continue to provide you with the best content we can. That's it. That's all it is. It's a PayPal link. And uh, the reason that I wanted to bring this up is for the next part of this. Yes, Steve, we did get a voicemail. And it is none other from our longtime listener, Mr. Johnny Bucks. What? Yes, all the way from the UK, man. I was always wondering what Johnny sounded like. I call him Johnny. His name, well, we're calling him Johnny Bucks. And I was always wondering what he sounded like because, as I've mentioned on this show, there's just something too dope about a British accent. So, ladies and gentlemen, meet one of our listeners. You could be the next one if you call in. But uh, let's do this here. Mr. Johnny Bucks, voicemail, starting now. Hello, chaps. J J Johnny Bucks here, mate. All the way from the UK. Happy New Year, fellas. As you know, I love the show. Thought I'd drop you a voicemail. I hope you had a good Christmas. Um, loved uh, Last Jedi on the third viewing. First viewing, I'd had about two hours sleep after a gig. And uh, couldn't really take it all in. Didn't know what to think. Uh, second viewing... The following day, I was really tired um, and kind of wasn't feeling it, to be honest. But the third time, I went with my dad, who took me back in 78 in the UK to see the original Star Wars, or New Hope, as people insist on calling it these days. 
which changed my life. My dad just said, come on, we're going out. He was a policeman at the time. We never used to go out, just the two of him. I don't remember, at least at that point, having ever just been out, just the two of us. And um, he said, come on, we're going out. I was really confused. It turns out he was taking me to Star Wars, and it was one of the most amazing nights of my life. And... Uh, Changed my entire way of looking at things as a seven-year-old and has affected everything I've liked ever since, I think. Um, but yeah, so I went with him. I take him to all the all the new ones to kind of repay the favour. And um, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I liked that they were bold enough to take risks. And for me, for the most part, they paid off. Uh, anyway, um, loads of other stuff I want to talk to you about, but obviously I don't want to use up too much time. Um but yeah, love the show, guys. Keep doing what you're doing. It's great. And um, yeah, peace out. I'll catch you soon. Happy New Year. Bye. Johnny Books! G. G. Let me tell you something, Johnny. We're going to get you on the show if it's the last thing we do. That's what I'm letting you know. Dan is already on it, like yesterday's news. But I, when he said that you were... Even on the possibilities of coming on the show, I just got excited. Because, dude, you have, gee, come on, man. How about that voice, though, man? That voice, dude. Okay, listen, listen, listen. Ladies, you need to calm down. You need to calm down. We're (laughs) going to get them on. Just calm down. Just hold your horses, ladies. Hold your your horses. We will get him (laughs) on as soon as we can. Because I know, and we'll be able to tell you where the fan mail goes. Just send it straight to Johnny Bucks because that voice, that voice, come on, bro. Come on, man. Telling you, you know man. We got, I think we have yet another hero that we're adding to the list. Come on. We're going to have to. Oh, for what are you talking oh, Goodness, that voice, though. I'm going to I'm gonna have to start practicing my deep voice tone because, man, those subtle tones, man. This is the I dopest do thing that. he said. It started off completely dope. He goes, hello, chaps. <laughs> that is the way and here's the thing that's either an awesome way to start or if i owed somebody money and i woke up in the middle of the night and heard that voice next to me i'd be like oh well i guess i'm dead today yeah that's not something that you want to hear when you're walking in the dark <laughs> hello chaps oh so i'm sorry oh just take I'm my sorry. wallet i promise i will get you the money and the vig i've got I a promise. family i've got a family yes Gee, that but man, what a subtle t- I would pay money to hear him be like, whatever, whatever. That dude has some deep, deep, deep voices. So, um, <laughs> Johnny Bucks, thank you. And you already know when we get you on, bruh, hopefully we're just gonna have seven hours of blocked off time and knock out a seven hour podcast. I think we have like a nine hour I could be wrong, but I think it's like a nine hour difference though, Johnny. So you may be up late or you may be up very early. I don't know. But very if you're early, down, yes. we're down. We're gonna work around it for sure. So yes, people. People, people, send in your voicemails. Please do. And you know how you can send a voicemail? It's pretty easy. Now that we have a website, now that we have a website, it makes it 10 times easier. Is there a link on our website, Dan? There's even a link, and I I think it even works. I'm pretty sure it works. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I, I spared no expense. But hey, really quick, man. Yes, but please, uh, send us voicemails. Johnny actually took a different approach. Mr. Bucks took an approach. He's a musician. I'm not going to give out too much of his information, but I, I, he's a professional bass player. So he's got some equipment. He's able to record it. So he actually just did an audio file of it, and that's why it sounds so oh. super smooth and clean like that. But yes, the voicemail works just as well. But before I forget, because I know I will. I'm not used to doing this part yet. 
just wanted to say that Johnny gave us a very generous donation. He was our first donor. Oh my gosh. And Johnny, the first donor. Come on. My brother. Come my brother. Thank you so Come much on. for that. It's so generous of you. That's rock. Johnny, I'm falling in love with you, man. You're the first to donate. Come on, man. He did the donation. <laughs> he did the donate <laughs> on the papel. Yes. Thank you so much, Johnny. And FYI, Johnny, I want to let you know as a bass, you're a bass player. I'm learning the bass. Um, my dad actually gave me two of his bases. He has like seven. Um, my favorite, my favorite bass player of all time. And we're going to have this talk when you get on. I don't think there's a conversation that it's not Jaco Pistorius. Boom. I don't think there's a conversation that he's not the best player ever to walk the earth. Now, some people will give it to Victor Wooten because he's very agile on the base. But I don't think we can argue that Jocko is the number one ever. And have you seen the documentary on Jocko called Jocko done by Metallica's bass player starring Flea and all these people talking about the life of Jocko Pistorius? If you have, hit us up. Let me know what you think. I, I really can't wait to talk some music with you. But anyway, okay. You know what? I think I'm just going to try to facilitate something right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe through the power of technology, mm -hmm. maybe we can get a little collaboration going on. Little on. keys. Yeah, little keys. Oh, yeah, for sure. Little bass. We could do a Johnny Bucks, Steve uh, uh, um, special um, uh, jingle for our, our show. Oh, now you're talking. Now what you're talking. Talk no right pressure, now? Johnny. No pressure. He sends, but, uh, he sends I would be glad. Line. Oh, come on. I would be glad to contribute my world famous beatbox if you'd like. Yes. You're, but you're already doing the facilitation. So. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, man. This is good. We got to be careful. We're just going to do this got, the entire show. I know. We're going to end up. They're going to be like, you took our whole freaking. You're right. You're right. You know, that is. We, I, we do have to be careful. <laughs> nah, screw it. We'll keep doing it. All right. That joke is funny. I still need to watch the whole thing, though. I just watched. Yeah, I just watched again. It's totally worth the watch, by the way. We're talking about, in case you missed the last show or know what we're talking about, uh, we're referring to Oh Hello on Broadway, which is on Netflix starring. And I'm going to freaking forget his name again. John Mulaney. Thank well, John you. John Mulaney and um, Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll, yes. Hilarious. Hilarious. So check it out. It's free. Uh, well, not really free. If you're paying for Netflix, it's free. Anyway. And that's part of what you've been watching. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess technically I did watch that. But, you know, we've already kind of talked about it a little bit. So okay. we can we can move along here. Go, cool. You know, what, I know, what I know you're watching? excited, brother. I know that you're excited to talk about this. So, you know, I'm going to just flip it on you and ask you, what have you been watching? I watched something you have been talking about for a while. It is called The Disaster Artist. Boom. It's about a movie called the making of a movie called The Room, which I have not seen. I have not seen The Room yet. Um, I heard it's awfully terrible, and what I've watched, it's pretty. Um, it's almost like how can you not be in on the joke? How can you not be? But he was really not. Dude, it's so bad. It's good. It's so dude, and so um, it's talking about them trying to make a movie or whatnot. But here's the here's what makes this movie. I dare say the, the story is secondary to his impersonation of Tommy Wiseau. Every time he's on screen acting in this movie, it is incredibly impressive. At first, it's funny until you watch a clip of Tommy Wiseau and you're just like, James Franco did an amazing job. That's a hard accent to get. 
I don't even know what he's doing. I can't even, I'm good at picking up people's accents. I don't know what James Franco's doing. It's like I can't this, tell. It's like this non-specific, <clears throat> excuse me, non-specific Euro accent. That's the best I yes. can Yes. It's, it's like he's not really using his tongue. He accents things wrong. wrong. Like he'll, he'll, he'll be like, take away. <laughs> like he'll do this weird thing. And I'm just like, wow. You want to be in, in my movie? Yeah. T- yes. And there's a, there's a, there's a scene. Baby there's a face. great scene where, where they're going over. I don't know if it's Shakespeare or a play in a diner. <laughs> that was it a great is scene. one of the funniest scenes I have seen in, uh, in the last year, not, not saying this year, but in the last year, I haven't laughed that hard because it is so funny. And it's not just that James Franco did a great Tommy Wiseau. He said things Tommy Wiseau never said and said them in a way that Tommy Wiseau would have said it. You're like, yep, that's how he would do it now that I know what Tommy Wiseau said. It's just, and it's also a movie on another side. It's for the dreamers. If you have a dream, watch this movie. Because if you watch this movie and then say, I I can't do what I want to do, you are fooling yourself. This guy, mind you, there's some stuff going on there that kind of made it a little bit easier for him to to do it. I was going to say, if you have a dream and, you know, an unlimited bank account, that might help. But here's my thing. From what I saw of Tommy Wiseau, if he was broke, he would have made the room. He would have found a way to make this movie or a movie just like it because he just had a thought and just did it. And um, I love the fact that it's so interesting because once you, for the people who watched it, keep in mind, Tommy Wiseau said, I love this movie 99.1%. That was so what quote? he's that was his quote, and James Franco asked him, what is the 1% that you weren't digging? He said, uh, I believe the lighting in the beginning could have been better. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally see I can totally see that with this guy. Because he thought he was going to be like, oh, that, that wasn't right. No, it was just the light. He's like, yeah, this is the, this is the movie. Yeah, it's about me. Yeah. And Tommy Wiseau is perfectly fine. They asked him about it. They're like, so the room. He said, you know what? You can laugh. You can cry. You can have whatever emotion. I evoked emotion out of you. And that's what a movie's supposed to do. And I'm like, you know what? He's freaking right. Whether you hated the room or loved it or loved it for being bad, he evoked an emotion, which is more than I can say for a lot of movies I've watched. They evoked nothing. I got nothing from it. The room, you're going to walk out having felt something. So, man, if you have a chance, when go to your local theater if it's playing. I'm pretty sure it's going on wide release. But if you have a chance, it's everywhere. Please, it's everywhere. How did you like it, bro? Like, what was your high points of this movie? Um, you know, I really, really enjoyed this movie a lot. <clears throat> I am not one to really dislike James Franco. There are things that I don't really care for him in. The first time I ever really got a read on him, I know he was in, um, what was that show? that? Oh, God. The one Freaks with him and, and Seth Rogen. Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and Geeks. Thank you very much. So I remember him from that, but I didn't really get into that that much. But my first real experience with James Franco was actually in the original Spider-Man. And oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. and I wasn't feeling him, so I didn't really like him for a while. But I don't know. Since he's been with... He's always been with the Rogan team, but he seems to be more so involved most of the time now. No, I think Franco's good. I really do. I also like The Deuce. That's another one that I've been trying to get you to watch, and maybe now you might do so. Oh, yeah, that's right. He is in that. It's yeah. uh, him and Maggie Gyllenhaal, no? Yes, sir. That's it. But okay. it's a good yeah, show. Yeah. No, he's got it. And he plays he plays his own twin in it. And 
there's a little bit of overacting in it sometimes, but I really do like James Franco. I got no problem with him whatsoever. Uh, Dave Franco was the one that I didn't necessarily care for, and I think he's incredible as Greg in this movie. Or Mark. Oh, I hi, Mark. liked him. That's so interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, my gosh. What a good freaking scene. But uh, I like Dave. I've always liked Dave Franco. I really liked him in Now You See Me. Yes. I thought that was great. I never saw Now You See Me too, but he's just kind of been a hit or miss. Uh, oh, you know what he was really funny in was Neighbors. That was good too. He Maybe was I did. You know what? Good in Scratch it, everyone. Actually, I do like Dave Franco. Now that I'm thinking about it, he's just fine the way and, he is. But when they smile, dude, when they both smile, you're like, oh my gosh. You guys are legit like brothers. <laughs> like, holy crap. They look exactly alike when they smile. It's crazy. But Dave Go Franco figure. seems like he's, I know, tell me about it. He seems like more of the down to earth. Whereas when James Franco smiles, it seems like he's high. Like he does kind of look like he's high all world. the time. I don't think he does, though. I don't think he does anything like that. He no. was on. A, he did a pretty extensive interview on Howard Stern a couple, I don't know, when was that? Maybe a month ago now? Right when the Disaster Artist came out. And he actually had Tommy Wiseau on. I feel like I'm having a little bit of deja vu, guys, because I know we did go over a little bit of this last week. But we're just going a little more extensively this week. But, yeah, he mentioned that he's not one to get high. Um, oh. Did you know that he's a he's a professor? He does. James Franco? James Franco is an actual professor, I believe, like an acting professor. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I didn't do any his, homework on it, so I yeah. can't tell you, oh, he's here. You know, this is where he yeah. where he does his thing, where he professes. I think it's NYU. I think it could be NYU. I think you're right about because that. Because I, I watched a, an hour-long Q&A with him yesterday, and he was talking about how he, during uh, the filming of 127 Hours, which I loved, he was in film school then. So... I he was as he a was, student. He was in film school. Yes, as a student. Mm. So I think in New, in, it was in New York. So I think that's probably where he was. Maybe because I mean, it would make sense for him to doing in L.A. Yeah, it yeah, sounds. It right. makes sense. Yeah, but um, have you seen Easy, the show on Netflix? No, I have not. Fantastic show. But Dave Franco is amazing in that. Well, not okay. He is a a person that you can. He's not doing an act, like he's a natural. I loved Easy. On Netflix, it's a great show. And you know how they like, they continue certain stories. It's just a bunch of different stories put together in, in different uh, episodes. He does a great job in that. I liked him. So I was like, yeah, Dave Franco, it's just James, man. Are you giving it your Steve Hudson recommendation to the listeners? Oh, there's no question. Go and see it now. See it now. There it is. Yes. It's That's, worth that it. is Disaster Artist as well as Easy from Netflix. Uh, yes. See easy. Uh, watch easy for sure. You'll, you, you'd like easy a lot. That's right up your alley. I'm off to work in a bit, but I, it might be an extremely slow night. And that's, that's the case. I'll actually throw on some easy and check yeah, it out. Yeah. You'll really, you'll have a good time. So what have you, what else you been watching? So well, we'll I, go but back I wasn't, I wasn't done yet though, man. I wasn't done. I'm <gasps> going to tell you a little bit more about this movie. You asked me how I liked oh, it and I kind of went snap. off, you know, we tend to get a little tangential on this show. So yes, pardon us, but we'll, sure. we'll, we'll rein it back in. Yes. You know what I liked about uh, his portrayal of Tommy Wiseau? And I have to assume that it's nonfiction just because he, he didn't play it this way. And in fact, he, what'd you say? 99.1%, right? He liked the movie that mm-hmm. much. I love the dedication that he put in to the fact that he wanted it to be a Hollywood movie. Like that one scene, not really a spoiler, it's actually on the commercial, where he builds the set of an alley oh in a soundstage, but it's literally like wow. the alley that's right outside the movie. And his, his uh, that guy Sandy, played by Seth Rogen, I think he was like the script doctor or something like that, was telling him, he's like, so why, why, why can't we just go out there and film it, you know? Out there, it's exactly the same. It's like, well, this wants to be a big Hollywood movie. You know, <laughs> he had the, that <laughs> dedication. So he had everything. 
he was so serious and so passionate about wanting to be famous. And what I liked about uh, his character is that he, it was kind of like he was doing like a textbook thing in his head. You know what I mean? Like even when he was started directing the movie finally, and he started, he decided that he wanted to be a little verbally abusive to the staff because that's how you're supposed to do it. You know, Yep. that level of dedication makes this guy so interesting to me, but I got to be honest with you, man. There's something sinister about Tommy Wiseau, like the real Tommy Wiseau. Really? I find him a little disturbing to be quite honest with you. Hmm. Well, hear me out. Who is he? Why won't he say who he is, who he really is? I mean, maybe his name's Tommy Wiseau. That's fine. But he says that he's from New Orleans. This dude is not from New Orleans. He was not born no. in New Orleans. He Come actually on. came out on, uh, with the, he was on Jimmy Kimmel with Dave Franco. He brought, or uh, James Franco, he brought him out. And he said, where are you from? He's like, I'm from Eastern Europe. And D- James Franco looked at him. He's like, this is new news. He's never said this before. Oh, really? This just happened? Yeah. Yes. It was like maybe a week ago. And uh, he said, um, well, what happened was I lived in Europe. Then I came here and I love New Orleans and I claim New Orleans as my town. So I'm from New Orleans. And James Franco was like, wait, <laughs> wait a minute. You have never said this before. It's huge news. Now, the crowd wasn't too tripped out on it, but James seemed legitimately taken aback. So, yeah, that happened. Well, you can only imagine how much time he's been se- or he had been spending <laughs> exactly. with him. Exactly. He was like, what? So, yes. But, yes, like you said, uh, what, else, what else disturbed you about him? Other than that, like, where did he get his just, money? It's just That's that mystery. And then he looks super... There's just something sinister in his eyes, man. He looks older than he, you know, he won't say his age. And that's cool. I get it. People are, you know, they they deal with their age in all different fashion. But I don't know what it is about this man, but I feel like he's responsible for something horrible in one way, shape, or form. And you know what? I'm not slandering the cat. I have no idea. Don't know him from Dick. But that's the, that's like the true vibe I get off of this guy. I don't know. You don't feel that at all? Um, I, the only thing I get from him because he's so, um, I don't know Sinister, only because of the way that they portrayed him in the movie, at least. He was very uh, loyal. Super loyal. Like, he was super loyal. And generous. But the, o- the only thing that I'm wondering, that had me kind of like, what's up with this guy, is where did he get his money? That's what I'm like, saying. Where did those millions of dollars come from? But here's what I will tell you. Within maybe six months, we're going to know. The internet is just that way. You can't hide stuff like that. Someone's going to find out. Yeah, he's definitely sparked a curiosity that's, yep. you know, and people can dig. So I'm very curious to find out what it is. We may never know. I have a feeling we won't actually find out, but oh, maybe. What? No, I think you can't. It's the the, the days of, inter- even if, it, if he's not going to be able to have any um, relatives then. Because once he starts making real good money, someone's going to be like, I know something for sure. I know Tom. I know this. I Someone knows something about him, and they're going to say something. This is like what I'm about to say is 100% fictitious, just to put that out okay. there. But okay. I wonder, you know, maybe it was some kind of crazy European mob deal. You saw something, you live, but now you live in the United States. Here's your money to shut you up. Never say where you're from. Never say what you saw. It's possible. I mean, it's easier just to kill somebody, I suppose, but, you know. Yes, I think he's a trust fund baby. Maybe. That's Maybe the so. easiest. Yeah, I think that would make the most sense. Maybe he was a trust fund kid, only child, parents are gone, and he just chased his dream and never had a reason to spend millions. Maybe he hit Lotto 
You don't know, maybe. Yes. Don't, don't, <laughs> I know. Mind, mind your business. It's not your business to worry about. <laughs> Hello, baby face. Hello, baby face. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, it was, it was just a it was a great movie. If you like what you're seeing on the commercials, and it's going to be definitely more of that, but more detailed. Uh, the cast is amazing. You've got Dave Franco as Greg, James Franco as Tommy, Seth Rogen plays Sandy. We've got Allison Brie from Glow and uh, Community fame as Amber. Uh, Paul Shears in it, Zac Efron's in it, Josh Hutcherson, Megan Mullally, Jason Mansukas. Uh, Andrew Santino, it's it's a pretty damn good cast. I could have stopped a while ago, and you still have a really really solid lineup there. Now, did Seth Rogen have to do? Um, here's what I'm I'm almost sure because it seems like the only reason Seth would be because he was also on um, the uh, panel, the Q and A panel, and I was like, the only reason that he would be on that Q and A panel is if um, he had something to do with the production. But it doesn't look like he did. He looks. It looks like he was just in the movie. Yeah, I think him and Franco are just tight like that. Really? And they do that kind of thing for each other. Yeah. Wouldn't you do that for me, Steve? Totally, but that's a... Li- I mean, are they... Oh, because of Freaks and Geeks. You're right. Would you be my Franco? Man, that's what I'm asking. I totally would. I'd be like, come on, bed face. I'd be, your, I'd be your Franco. You'd be my Franco. I'd be your... Uh, yes. Uh, Rogan, you want to be. Whatever you want. <laughs> And having him behind it, oh, never mind. Yeah, he's a producer. Rogan is? That makes sense. Rogan's a producer. Evan Goldberg's a producer. Okay. Well, those two don't go anywhere, you know, without each other. Yeah. So that makes, now I get it. Mystery solved. Okay. There it is. Because I was like, why would he be on the panel though? But I'm like, he would be on the panel if you had Seth Rogen in your movie. Yeah, you're going to have him on the Q&A panel. But he was ask, at, like um, answering questions. Like the Q&A was really good. They were talking about, like Seth Rogen said, uh, uh, James Franco was talking about how people were put off by his makeup because he had to direct that way. He had to have makeup on. I'm pretty sure and he directed in character, too. He had to. Yeah, that's what he said. He's like, I also did it in character. But he's they said people would come on the set and be like, so where's James? And he's like, he's there. And they'd be like, oh, that's off putting. And they would leave. Like Seth Rogen said his wife would have none of it. Like she left set. She's like, oh, it just looks creepy. He looked creepy to her. It wasn't like a Jim and Andy situation, though, where... No, no. She just said she looked creepy. And the accent, because when you know someone and they disappear into that character, you're just like, ugh. And he said it gave people the willies. And so they would just leave. Like, he said Zac Efron came for the, for the day and was like, where the crap is James? And they had to be like, it's him, right, over there. And after hearing the accent, Zach was just like, wait, what? Oh, hi, Zach. This is... Yeah, oh, hi, Zach. <laughs> Yeah, and so it's really funny hearing how people did not know that they were going this far with this character. They just showed up to set and they were like, oh my God, you guys are really doing this. You guys are really doing this. So um, again, you know, if you have a chance to see it, people, I promise you it's worth it. You will leave the theater being like, wow, that was interesting. I knew that I was going to like this movie from the jump. Just when I saw it, and like I said, I never really had a problem with Franco. I was intending to watch this movie. I did not plan on liking it as much as I did. It was like super charming. You really grow to like, you know. Oh, yeah. You grow to love these characters. Uh, Tommy Wiseau is like super lovable in this movie, even though he's, you know, Tommy Wiseau. But the dynamic between those two... And again, I can't, I can't say it anymore. Like the level of dedication that this man put into getting this movie made. And what, and the ending, how things kind of go, Not I'm not, again, you know, there's no spoilers, but 
things don't necessarily go the way he's thinking that they're going to go, but they end up going a completely different way and how they kind of lift him up to feel that. Mm-hmm. It was almost like a little bit of a psychological play on him is how I, how I took it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they, they gave yep. him another way, another outlook to look at as opposed to being depressed the way he was about it. And um, yes. I just love that. I just love the way everyone treated each other in this movie. It's, it's freaking great. But I have a question for you. Do you think that this movie is award worthy? Yes. I agree. How about, okay, next. Do you think James Franco is worthy of an award for his performance? Yes. Do you think he'd win? There's, yes. I don't even know. There's a lot of what's what's out there because there's a lot of competition this year. There always is, of course. That's kind of how um, it works. I'm trying to look back and see if I mean, there's someone I'm missing. I think it's the thing is, is it the first? This is the recent, most recent thing that really was just like whoa that 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 I saw. He's he has to be in the conversation. He has to be in the conversation. Off the top of my dome, I'm going to tell you right now that there's two people that I want to see win something. One is from this movie, which would be James Franco. But secondly, and you know, well, maybe we're going to have to go down another road. We kind of talked about her last time too, so we won't go there. But uh, dude, Allison, Janney, and I, Tanya, come on. She was incredible. She stole every single thing she was, every scene that she was in, she stole it. Yeah. She's a great supporting. I think James is, yeah, James is definitely lead actor. She's best supporting, like as far as a nominee for sure. I wouldn't give um, best actress to Margot Robbie though. What's our competition? What's the, what are we working with here on this, this year? So we have best performance as an actress. I haven't seen Molly's Game yet. I'm watching that hopefully tonight. If I get my card in the mezy. Um, Sally Hawkins, Shape of, I heard Shape of Water was amazing. Yeah, I really want to see that one, man. I, I, that's going to be like next weekend. I'm getting my movies on for sure. Dude. Maybe a few this uh, week too. Francis McDormand. Did you see that already? No, I have not seen it yet. I do. I I've heard, I've it heard it's incredible. And then yes. I've also heard that it's not. But I tend to trust the opinions more of the ones that say it's incredible. Okay, well that's fair. Yeah. Um, Meryl Streep in the post. Uh, well, come on. It's Meryl you, Streep. I don't even dude. need to. I don't need to watch that movie. Exactly. M- Michelle Williams, all the money in the world. I'm going to have to see that in order to me believe that because I'm not the biggest Michelle Williams fan. Are you? Mm, not so much, and and you know maybe it's unfair for me to say so, but out of this list, and I'll even include Sally Hawkins in this. I would kind of eliminate them between Jessica Chastain, Francis McDormand, and Meryl Streep. I mean, that's that's yes. that's big league chew right there, baby. You know what I mean? The, o- the only reason I'm not going to eliminate Sally yet is because because we're on first name basis. That's your girl. Is because um, I heard that it's like a what she does in the movie is like, whoa. I mean, you know what it's about. It's essentially like a science fiction love story, right? She kind of yes, falls in love dude. with Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yes. And I heard it's like convincing dog. Dude, it looks beautiful. Like it's beautifully shot. The anything, all the footage that I've seen of that so far, it's definitely it's it's, it's, it's a, it's a dark Toro. movie. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a, it has that like that Hellboy look to it. Yeah, which makes sense because that's Guillermo. But yeah, it's Pan's Labyrinth shot. sort of thing. Yes, totally, dude. Um, so I would, but I'd say um, if Michelle Williams, maybe I need to watch that movie. But I, I really need to see that for me to be like, oh, for sure, Michelle. Now. I'm very uh, oh best motion picture disaster artist, but you know who's not in best actor at least for Ooh. Golden Globes, 
James Franco. Oh, it's not James Franco. Surprising. Yeah, we got uh, Timothy, I think it's Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name. Uh, again, I don't Which really have any interest. Okay, I will say something about that, dude. You saw it? He was good. I still give it to James. I'm still going with James. I don't know what it is, man. That movie just doesn't... There are certain movies that come out you know, every year when they're like, you've got to see this. This is going to be nominated for the Oscars. And I'm just looking at it and it just likes it. It looks like a big yawn to me. Yes. It would evoke nothing from me. It yeah, was one of those it, movies that I watched. I was like, okay. Okay. That's great. I get it. I know what it's about. Uh, yeah. I can watch Army Hammer in anything. And I'm sure he's I'm sure he's great, but yeah, it's just not one that I'm dying to no. go see, you know. So now the next the three out of the four of the next, they're gonna throw them Golden Globes every time. It's just Daniel Del Lewis is going to get a Golden Globe nomination every time. Tom Hanks probably will if he's in a movie that year. And Denzel will if he's in a movie that year. That's what's happening. Those are given. Gary Oldman, however, I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. So I don't I don't think Timothy Chalamet. I don't think he's going to get this. But I have it. I heard Phantom Thread is amazing, and I heard um, the post was really good. But it's Tom Hanks, so he, of course, all the rest did. A, I'm sure did an amazing job. So I didn't realize that it was actually broken up into Best Actor Drama, Best Actor Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy, which now makes sense why James Franco's in this. Although okay. I didn't really think it was a comedy. I didn't find it to be so freaking hilarious. That well, no, the only reason they do that, I found out, is because. Um, you're more likely to win if it's musical or comedy, and that now gives you a better chance to win the Oscar. Okay, fair enough. That they know sense. they they know what they're doing. Oh, for sure, because they want Get Out to win the um Oscar. That's what they want to happen. That would be great. That is that is what's happening right now. There's a groundswell of because someone brought up a good point. Oh, um, wait, should I say this now or should we go back to the Franco thing? I don't know what you're gonna say. Okay, anyway, someone brought up a good point. Get Out had the most cultural effect. Like, things that you quote, people know because of that. Like, the sunken place, everyone knows that. It has become a part of the lexicon. And I'm like, oh, snap, it has. Like, there's, there's memes with that guy, like, crying. They're like, that has been now in the lexicon of American, like, speak. That if you don't know what the sunken place is, people are like, wait, you don't know what that means? You're in the sunken place. What do you mean by that? You're like, what? Well, I'm sorry. What? You don't know what that means at all? Like, no. You've I got a think, point. Yeah. you. They literally created a culture now based on that movie. I know that I, I can like, never hear this. Oh, never. Never. Without thinking never, of that movie. Dude. It really didn't sound like it, but you knew what I was doing. Oh my gosh, dude. And so I think they want, if it's just from cultural impact, Get Out is winning for uh, motion picture. Now, as far as the actors, yes, James Franco is nominated. Um, Ansel Elgort for uh, Baby Driver? Yeah, I saw that. I disagree with that. He was great. I thought he was fine in it. He was more than fine in it. But I don't think that it's it's worthy of a, of an award. Holy cow, dude! Would you agree? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I he was, fine. he was fine. A fine performance. He sung. He had mouthed words, and he did a solid performance, and he did a great little Elvis impersonation. However, I don't know if I would say. I mean, I'm just gonna go by the things I have seen. Does he beat James Franco? 
No, not at all. Now, does, he, but but does he beat Daniel Kaluuya? The thing is, I think Daniel beats him off the sheer. We all felt what Daniel was going through. How weird everything was. When I think of him, I see that. And think of him right now in the movie. You're thinking of the watery eyed cry oh, picture, course. right? That's that's yes. what I you know that's what I think. And there was, I mean, he was great. I liked, it. I loved him in that movie actually. But he was just so monotone. Would that be a good yeah, word? Yeah, he for was it? part. Here's the thing. In my opinion, that's an ensemble movie. Yes. Everyone involved, like the fact that that the maid, she should have been nominated for yes. something. Yes. Because that whole no, 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 that was so disturbing to me. I was like, oh, and now looking back, knowing who she was, I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So she, without her, there's no movie. Without that weird guy running in the field, there's no movie. Without <laughs> that the weird, was scary, dude. <laughs> he was totally freaky. And without the awesome best friend, there's no movie. It's an ensemble movie. No one person is probably going to win. That is going to win Best Picture. His co-star. What's what is her name? Allison. Um... Oh, Allison Williams. Because she was good too. Um, she did a great job. I was one of the idiots that thought that I can't say anything. So she did a good job. I almost ruined it for somebody. <laughs> yeah, don't ruin it. The whole ones. I mean, even Lakeith Stanfield, when he's walking through that neighborhood in the beginning, and he's like, oh, "I don't like this." I've been in that neighborhood before. <laughs> I know when I'm just like, what am I doing walking at night here? It's like being in Clovis. Walking in Clovis <laughs> at night, I'm like, oh, dear God, what is going to happen? <laughs> what part of Clovis are you at, man? Everywhere. Make, I don't you make, like you being... Make Clovis, you make Clovis sound like, like... We all take kindly to you types of people around these parts. Oh, bruh. As... As soon as I cross the Clovis city, the county line, I'm like, oh, my God. The county line. I just love the visual that you're probably setting up for people that are, like, say, in the Midwest or something all the way across the country. Bruh, Clovis is off the chain. But here's what it, the thing is, like, when. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to look at Clovis again. Dude, um, I love the fact that Lakeith Stanfield, later on, when you see him again, he was like a Twilight Zone character for real. He was like, something's wrong with this guy. Just a little Some, something off. Something's off. And uh, I just, again, Get Out's going to win. I don't think they're going to win individually. Not saying they didn't do a killer job. That was an ensemble cast. That best friend partly made the movie too because that best friend was us. Everything he said, we were saying to him, be like, why are you going? Why are you going to the mountains with this? And his friend was like, why are you even going? This is ridiculous. So I really, I really thought that that's going to be an ensemble win. Hey, you want to know something though, Steve? I, I kind of get this weird feeling that they may end up giving it to Jackman because of his musical performance, which I don't necessarily, I have not seen The Greatest Showman, nor do I care to, but I could see them going that way. They totally might. That's a very good possibility. You're right. You're right. But there's someone that we're leaving out Ooh. that uh, I have not seen his performance yet, but I really think this movie is very interesting, or it seems very interesting. I want to check it out. Battle of the Sexes, Steve Carell from Battle of the Sexes. I did see the um, previews for that. I think it, I mean, look, here's what I don't, I, the only reason I haven't watched the movie is, and that's me being a hater. I've heard too many mixed things about it being like, yeah, it was decent. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, yeah, it was, it, it was, but I haven't heard like, oh my gosh, his performance. Have you heard that? No, I haven't. But I, but I, you know, like to make my own decisions when it comes to stuff like that. But just with those names alone, 
I'm going to go with, I'm just going to go ahead and put my money on. I'm going to tell you that I think it should go to James Franco. Yeah. I have a feeling it's going to go to Hugh Jackman. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put my money on. I think it's going to be a shocker, but I think James Franco's winning it. I hope he does, man. He's got, I'm serious. He directed like, he, it too. I he think he fully deserves to money. win this role, but I just, I've seen them do things like that. Excuse me. Win the award is what I was trying to say, but, um, you know, I've seen it go this way before. Let's take it to the Grammys back in the day when Metallica was supposed to win for best heavy metal act. And they gave it to Jethro Tull. These kind of crazy things happen sometimes that you just, you don't see it coming. You know, I remember that like it was yesterday. Yeah. Still hurts. Still hurts. <laughs> <laughs> um, the best supporting actors are really you know, you know I'm, I'm pushing for I, Tanya, but that's because I haven't seen really anything else um, Mary J I haven't seen Mudbound I really should be it Mudbound's should be. on Netflix right? yes and since you know me being who I am I should have watched the Mudbound and I haven't you need to see the Mudbound on the Netflix <laughs> now best supporting I know Army Hammer's gonna get it dude I just have a feeling because it's too much of a buzz around this movie. He's going to get it. I, I'm just looking at the cast. We got we have Willem Dafoe. We'll give it to the people. Willem Dafoe for the Florida mm-hmm. Project. Have you seen this? I really want to see it really bad. I do too. I've heard mixed reviews about it. Let's say that. Okay. Fair. Uh, so we got Army Hammer for Call Me By Your Name. Richard Jenkins in The Shape of Water. Christopher Plummer, All the Money in the World. Why is this? Ah, All the Money in the World was the movie that they reshot that had um, oh Kevin Spacey in it, right? God, yes. Is that the one? That's why it keeps ringing a bell to me. Yes. Okay, all right. That's and then, of course, we have the great Sam Rockwell in Three Billboards. I have not seen him, but I Sam Rockwell is one of my favorites. I like him a lot. I know I'm going to like Three Billboards just because of the people that said they liked it. I think I'm going to like it. So I can't really give an accurate guess on this one yet, but I would not be surprised one bit if Army Hammer takes it. So yeah, I, and Richard Jenkins is great in every. I've never seen a bad Richard Jenkins. But he was even good in um, uh, Step Brothers. I love him in Step Brothers. So I've not, I haven't seen a bad Richard Jenkins movie. Now this is good. Best performance by an actor in a TV series. I've seen every single one of these. So best performance by an actor. Sterling K. Brown. This is us. One of my favorite shows. Sterling K. Brown is a beast. That's one. Freddie Highmore, the, the good doctor. An amazing show. He does a great job. A beast. Bob Odenkirk. What more do I need to say for Better Call Saul? Leave Schreiber for Ray freaking Donovan. Ray Donovan. Daggone it. And then Jason Bateman for Ozark. You know where my money's going. Where's your money? Oh, Ozark. Yeah, man. I think Jason Bateman do killed you really? it. But, but, Oh, yeah, I do. But I'll be honest with you. I have not seen Ray Donovan. So I can't, I, you know, and Liv Schreiber well, is Lee a hell of, always great. Yeah. Liv Schreiber is like crazy intense a lot of the time. So I, I can only but, imagine the performance he's put in. But it's just another one of those shows that sort of fall into the back and I need to start catching up on these things. But you're putting it, you're putting Jason Bateman's performance on Ozark over uh, Bob Odenkirk's Rebecca Call? That's tough. I, I am, actually. I really. Oh, snap. He got me. Like, I was really empathizing for this cat. You know what I mean? I love Jason Bateman and Ozark, but for me, it's between Jason and Sterling K. Brown. Those are the two that um, I would say between the two. Um, For my money, I'm going Sterling K. Brown for my money. Going to have to take your word on it. I, that's another one. This is us. I need to go. I need to like, you know, get off my ass and check, or maybe get on my ass and sit down and watch this. Um, Ozark is just something that stuck with me all year. It's one of those series that I, the TV shows that I talked about 
the most with people. It's one of the ones that I recommended most to people. So I guess I've just got some affection for Ozark, but it it needs something. It should get some kind. I guess they gave it a nod because it's you know there's nominations, but yes, I hope it wins because it really and, resonated with me. And Big Little Lies cleaned house, man. They're everywhere. When we know how that good that is. Yeah, that's a great. And the, the, the thing is, the, for those, um, you know, I'm going to be biased, and I haven't seen enough of the other because um, they're they're nominated for best support, best performing actor in a supporting role in a series limited, you know. And so Alexander Sarsgaard is nominated. You know that I'm going to be like, oh, game over. But you like David, but you also like David Arbor and you like Christian Slater. You like him, but you like David Arbor in uh, Stranger Things, right? Yeah, but I don't know if he's necessarily worthy of, you know, winning. I would definitely give it to Sarsgaard before I would give it to him. I like David. I did like David Thewlis in Fargo, though. He was a creepy guy. That whole, there's just something about Fargo that's creepy. Great yeah, show. that they did a great, but Alexander Sarsgaard, I mean, how do you beat him in that role? No, man, he's disturbingly, <laughs> the way he is able to like switch on and off. Oh, dude. And you don't really know who he, well, you know who he is and when, when, you know, it's behind closed yes. doors, but people don't know that. And I think that's just very like normal. You know what I mean? That's the thing is that there's, that's, that's everywhere. There's so these, these people, these mysterious people that you don't really know how they are, but he was able to just to separate those two so well and go on and off and flip back and doing the whole you know i'm sorry you make me do these kind of things to you i'm gonna stop before i spoil what he does but oh dude it's um and uh, speaking of big little lies best performance by an actor in a supporting role in a series laura dern is put up against shailene woodley hmm little rivalry on the set who do you think is gonna win that Mm. if if you were to pick not saying that either one of them are gonna win because Chrissy, Chrissy Metz is great and This Is Us, but assuming it's between those two, who are you giving that award to? I thought they were both great, but and I'm going to think about this just for a second. Because if pressed, wow. They did a great job, dude. I they love both Sh- had I their love star. Woodley. Yeah. Oh, she was good. <clears throat> dude, that's a hard one right there. <laughs> I know, dog. Because I, they you might, know, the thing is... Dude. But I loved like the desperation of Laura Dern and what know, she would man. go through to get, you know what I mean? That the craziness that's involved with that, that mentality to make her know, act man. the way she did. I don't know. Uh, I, you know what? I'm going to give it to the vet. I'm going to give it to Laura Dern. Oh, word? Just because she's a veteran. So, she, you know, I mean, Sally Woodley's not, Sally Woodley's not a new actress or anything, but Laura Dern's been around for a really long time. And that's making me think that maybe they're going to be like, okay, since they're both nominated for the same show, are they going to automatically kind of be like, let's give it to someone else instead of just like, <laughs> yes. Are they going to do instead of being like, okay, put pit those shows together? Because look, man, I don't know. Like Laura Dern had a great, some great star scenes. So did Shailene Woodley. She had some great star scenes, but Laura Dern was so frantic. That she was just like, man, every time she hit the screen, you had an... There are times where Shailene Woodley was on the screen and I'd be like, oh, you know, Shailene, you know, it's, it's, you know, she's on screen or whatever. But Laura Dern, emo- it evoked an emotion every time I saw her on screen. I didn't know what she was going to do. I'm like, here we go. Yeah, I'm giving, it, she, to, I'm it, giving it to Laura Dern. Yeah, it might have to go to Laura because it's like, it's not, it's going to be like, it's either going to be really bad or really good, but she's not going to just do nothing. This character is going to make her impact, even if she has to walk across a, um, a restaurant floor to let someone know she's there. 
They're like, hey, saw you from across the room. Just wanted to let you know your kid aren't coming. You know, she's going to let you know something on that show. It was great. So, I, yeah, I'd have to give it to Laura Dern. Love Shailene Woodley, though. That's a great, I'm. that's going to be the one I'm watching. I want to know who wins that. And it's a show you like, guys should be watching. Seriously, we talked about it last week. But check yourself out some Big Little Lies if you haven't seen it already. There's so many shows that you can just miss because they come out at such rapid fire. Oh, but this yeah, is dude. definitely one you need to be checking out. Do you think anyone has a shot against Coco for Best Animated? No, I think Coco's going to take it. You think it's over? I mean, from the... Okay, the nominees are The Boss's Baby, The Breadwinner, Ferdinand, Coco, and Loving Vincent. Okay, so doesn't it, does, it doesn't win. even matter. It doesn't even matter if you've seen these movies. What name have you heard the most? Oh, Coco. Because everyone's talking about it. Because but it might be in our circle, though, G. Mm, I, I I think it's going to win. Oh, I hope it. And if I'm it doesn't, speaking a little bit out of be, ignorance. <laughs> well, the thing, if it does not win, there's going to be interesting conversations, dude. This is going to be a great year for the. I might end up watching it, but. Uh, there's some TV shows I haven't seen, but speaking of TV shows, there is a TV show that you watched that I actually have seen, and I was very interested in your opinion, and I believe that you watched a little bit of a certain show that we call Black Mirror. Oh, that show's got me disturbed, dude. <laughs> that show's got me crazy disturbed. Well, you know what? Let's get into Black Mirror in just a second. Um, I wanted to go over one more thing, and, may- and I'm sorry if you were just about to do that. Because I do have some things to say about Black Mirror. But did you want to talk about, really quick before we jump off the Golden Globes, the best TV series that are, you know, for nomination? I haven't seen it. I locked, I looked at it. I haven't seen enough of them. Because Feud I haven't seen. And that's a big one. Let's talk about drama. I think you can actually talk about this one. Where are we at? Teeth is a crown. Get, oh, shoot. I haven't seen Handmaid's Tale. That was pretty damn good, man. I have. I got to go back and really? watch the rest of it. But it's definitely interesting, to say the least. Yeah. The only one well, that you- I haven't seen anything on... I even saw a little tiny bit of The Crown, but not enough to talk about it yet, is This Is Us. That's the one that I haven't seen anything on. Hoo-wee. But of course, you know, you got Game of Thrones, so. I mean, dude, I don't think, it's not fair because I don't think things beat Game of Thrones. They're, I mean, their their production, their production uh, cost is silly. Through the roof. Yeah, and so you're going to get what you pay for. I don't think anything is beating Game of Thrones. It's over. I've been hearing a lot about The Crown and I'm very interested in checking that Crown out too. Crown is great. It's amazing. It's incredible. But it's not beating game. The, if the only thing that could have been in this category that I'd say, but it'd have to be like a few seasons ago. If like season three of Vikings were in this category, I'd say they're probably going to beat Game of Thrones. But they're not. So, But it was Handmaid's Tale that won. Was it the People's Choice Award? Just a few months back, I think it was oh, the Handmaid's really? Tale that won that. Yeah, and it was like the it was like it was Hulu's it was Hulu's first uh, victory as far as uh. Uh, the TV series. So I'm thinking uh. that you know that has some there's something to be said about that. There, you should check it out, man. You've got the means to do so. That's for sure. I'm gonna watch it. I don't see it. Do you see it beating? Like, here's the thing. I you have to put it. I have to keep in mind the production costs. Tons go into every single episode of The Crown. Tons go into every single episode of Game of Thrones. Tons go into every episode of Stranger Things. So automatically, they're kind of giving a leg up. Someone on, um, I was listening to an interview, I forgot, one a producer or a writer from a TV show was like, it's not even fair. 
when you compare someone with a million dollar per episode budget with someone that has like a 25 or whatever odd million dollar budget per episode, it's not even in the same league. So we can only do with what we have. Game of Thrones has no limit to what they can do. Yeah, it's a little unfair. <laughs> it's a little unfair when you think about it's, it. Yeah, it's not even the, the writer. I was like, you know what? That, I would be frustrated as a writer too. Like, yo, if we had all this money, we'd destroy Game of Thrones because we write better. But they have the money. So, Affection-wise, like, it's definitely Game of Thrones for me, but I, I'm going to have to go back and really take another look at Handmaiden Tale because it, it is not a bad show at all. It's and no, it's very, it, it's crazy interesting. You know, I don't want well, to tell you. I want to. I just want to say nothing about this show to you because I know you don't yes. really know anything about it. But I, I'm very curious. I think this is something that you'll you'll get down with, and you'll have a lot well, to say either you'll way. You'll like the crown because Hair Star is in it. Hair Star, played by Pip Torrens, and Matt yeah, Smith's in also it. in it too, who was uh, from Doctor Who. Oh, he is. That's where I saw. Okay, yeah, he's really good. This freaking show. <laughs> Both of them are. I mean, Hair Star is almost Hair Star. Like Pip. He, I like Torrance that you call him Hairstar. I know. He's that guy in this in this the show, though. That's who he is. He's Hairstar in The Crown? Yes. He's playing him without killing people. That's Sold. who he is. Sold. So you're gonna you're dig, you're gonna dig it. So um so yes, please continue on to your um Black Mirror conversation. Well, okay, so that is something else that I watched. I guess we're we're done with the Golden Globes. We can move along. Yes. All right, yes. fair enough. Uh Black Mirror, got into that. And I'm not all the way through it. And I admittedly jumped around a little bit. Have you okay. seen any of this yet? I've seen the whole series. You watched everything. Everything. Okay. So I'll tell you the ones that I've seen. And, you know, tell me if there's something that we could talk about more. But I'm gonna, the ones that I've seen were recommended. So I watched these first. Uh, first one was SS. Was it Callister? Wasn't that good? Great, man. And so original. And do you know that they're already talking about making a spinoff for that? Well, they should. Okay, there's certain... Okay, do you have you ever seen like a person do something and then you see another person do that something and they're the ones that make you know, oh, I couldn't do that. I've seen some people play guitar and I'm like, I could play guitar. Then you see someone else play the guitar, you're like, I see Prince and I'm like, oh, I could never do that. I could play guitar, the writing just not like on, that. Yes. The, I could write a TV show, but then I see this and I'm like, I couldn't have written that. <laughs> There's no way I would have thought about that idea. No way. That is amazing. So good. What did, did you like about it? You know, man, it's just... Um, Other than Jesse Clemens. Does Jesse Clemens look like a poor man's Matt Damon to you? That's cold-blooded. <laughs> I will not comment on that. Not even. I'm not going down. That's I'm going to tell you straight up. He looks like if Matt Damon disappeared for a while... And like just handled his shit, you know, in his life. And then he wanted to get back into acting at a later age. And I think Jesse Plemons is younger Ooh than that team. <laughs> I'm not doing this. Uh, why? I'm telling you, I'm he looks like it. it's okay. You don't have to. Gonna, I'll do it for he's you. He's going to see this movie. I mean, he's going to listen to this podcast. Hi, Jesse. He's going to be very mad. I'm sorry, sir. But you look like freaking Matt Damon. And you probably By the hate way, that. You're, it's, when you put Jesse Plemons looks... If you put it into Google, it says like my Damon. Well, there you go. See, so there's something to what I'm saying. <laughs> it's not like I just decided then to be mean. All y'all are mean then. All y'all are mean. That's what I'll say. All y'all are mean. The end. You know, it was just a, this particular episode was just super original. You know, it was just, um, it had like elements of Star Trek and Star Wars, little, little nods to it. I liked that 
what they did with that there. I like the whole concept, you know, again, sorry, spoiler free, but utilizing the genetics, the DNA rather, to create this whole other place and that that place is conscious of the other place and just the way that everyone worked together in this here. One of these days, we just need to get down with a full-on spoil. Like, like, like I spoiled the shit out of Star Wars, so I don't know why I'm like, you know, doing this. But Black Mirror's still fairly new, and you know, it, yeah, I think a lot of people don't have it on their radar yet. So, guys, check out Black Mirror. Uh, so- there's four seasons of it. I'm gonna tell you right now, though, I have yet to see a, a more disturbing episode than season one, episode one. <laughs> if you can get past that, you're gonna be okay. I had this conversation the- yesterday. Oh my god, dude! Whenever I tell someone to watch it, I tell them not to watch episode one because you're going to turn people off like my mom won't even watch it anymore i had to convince her to watch the one um it was with um bryce dallas howard oh yeah 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 that was called uh oh crap it's like down play or up swing i forgot (laughs) (laughs) nosedive it was called nosedive nosedive i knew up swing was close i knew Um, there was there was some directional uh, pattern that we were following that's the one, but it's funny because my mom then watched it and she called me. She's like, yeah, this is too disturbing of a show. Because even though that was really nice, she thinks we're headed there. She's like, I think this is a foretelling and I don't like because you can kind of see it coming. And so I'm like, OK, I feel I could understand that. But did you see Nosedive? Yeah, there's an episode of the Orville that's very reminiscent of that. I, I'm thinking that they drew, you know, they drew from they drew inspiration guys. directly from yeah. that. And show. I didn't want to ruin it for you because I didn't. I knew you hadn't watched it, and so when I saw that episode, I got online and everybody was like, "This is literally the same thing." But honestly, we all know Black Mirror did it better because they're just they. It's a movie. Every episode, like a, it's an hour ten, an hour twenty. Yeah, I they're like how they have movie. those weird times like that. They're just sort of. It's, it's not like finish, an hour, an hour and a half, two hours. It's just, yeah, whenever it gets done, which was like uh, USS Callister. I think that one was, that one seemed not, it didn't seem too long, but it just was, what was it? An hour and 16 minutes. It seemed longer than that though. And I think that's well, a great way to start off season four. Oh, um, it was great, dude. And the, the thing, and the important thing is I could actually understand where Jesse Plemons was coming from. I get why he did what he did, you know, cause you don't, you'll, when you watch it, everybody, you'll get why he did what he did because it's the equivalent of me having, uh, I, to kind of sum, summarize this episode, it's me having a, uh, a dummy that I can punch that has the pictures of everyone I hate on it. That's what I'm thinking. It's, it's the equivalent of me putting pictures up and me punching these pictures. So that's where he <laughs> was Nice comparison. Thinking. Nice comparison. Yeah. And that's what he was thinking. He's like, no big deal. Just so, super um, fancy. Just super fancy yes, how he did it. Super fancy. And so um, that's really, what other episode did you watch, man? I watched the second episode, which was Archangel. And that one was pretty disturbing, too. As a parent, that was pretty disturbing. Do you see who directed it? No, but I'm going to just go ahead and check that out real quick. Jodie Foster. That's right. I did know that, Steve. I actually did know that. That was really good. That whole concept of this woman investing in this new technology. Oh, uh, she She gets... I guess you can kind of tell the plot without really ruining anything. Really, what's going on is... uh, And it's also starring... We had mentioned it earlier. I love her. I love her. Is it Rosemary DeWitt? Is that her name? I just adore that woman. Every time I see her, I love how she, she her acting. I just don't see her in a lot. Yeah, she was obviously in Breaking Bad. She was in uh, The Poltergeist, the Poltergeist remake, which I didn't think was that bad. Didn't think it was that great, but I did not think it was that bad. Yeah, it's, this will never be Joe Beth Williams, bro. But, you know. Hey, 
agree to disagree. But moving along. (laughs) (laughs) Rosemary DeWitt plays a woman that has a toddler that she thinks she loses for just a little bit. They're walking down the street. Daughter takes off and she gets distracted and she can't find her. Someone finds her for her and she realizes how important, you know, it is to not lose your kid because, you know, I can recommend that. Don't lose your kid. Um, They end up going, she ends up looking into this technology and I think it was called Archangel. Duh, that's what the show's called. And it's basically this monitoring system implant that they put into her daughter's head. It's like a lifelong thing. It's irreversible. And what ensues after this and and how deep she gets into, you know, like monitoring her kid, it goes on for years. It has all these effects that, you know, it's, it's sort of like a butterfly effect. You do this now, it's going to have an effect later on in life. And Oh boy, does it. (laughs) There's a couple, there's a scene in this where, and I'm not going to, you know, blow it, but when she has to dig that little device out again, and when she Ooh, turns it man. on, what she sees her kid doing, oh, that, yeah, would, yeah. that would, and saying, that would blow my mind, man. It's uh, every kid, though. It's every child. Oh, it's every child. Woman, it's every parent's nightmare. This girl man. is no different than most children, except one thing I hope is different than most children. But th- she's doing things we all all did, but it's, it's a very interesting, it's a um, commentary on where we're going. Because technically we're almost there because if, you're, if your child has Twitter and you follow them, you're doing that. Because there's no reason to follow your kid. Yeah, we really are just at the beginning of this now. You can That's look it. on your phone and you can track your yes. kid driving on their first trip out of town. I saw totally. that on. I saw that actually. A friend of mine was talking about that. Uh, her, or actually, it was my cousin. She was uh, sending her son off to San Diego, and it was his first mm-hmm. time doing that. And he's like, "Look, I got to do this. You yes. know, I, it's like I'm gonna. I I got to grow up sometime. I might as well do this exactly. now. I'm gonna be going to school there. But you know, she put she had put up on Facebook the the icon of watch. It's like when you're watching your Uber guy get there. You yes. know, <laughs> it's the same thing. And that's just the beginning of it. But I really do think that we're heading down this direction. I think that Black Mirror is kind oh, of like yes. foretelling, man. You know, they're totally. on to the, they're they're telling these stories for a reason. Black Mirror well, guys, in case you don't know, and and please, uh, Steve, correct me if you think that I could explain this better. I tend to explain Black Mirror as a modern day Twilight Zone that really emphasizes on technology as like totally. the the um, technology is the antagonist. Yes. Simply put. Imagine if Steve Jobs created a Twilight Zone with an R rating and this is what you get. It's totally. freaking brilliant, you guys. Seriously, it's watch yourself some Black Mirror in this season. So far, everything that I've seen, I really like. Moving along to the other one, the last one that I've seen which was the one that you and I had talked oh about. Oh my God. I really would like to know, we, we can talk about this one if you'd like to go into detail with it, but I'd like to know first, Steve, what were your thoughts? The episode that I'm referring to is Black Ugh. Museum. When I first saw Black Museum, when, he, when she drove up and it says Black Museum, I'm like, oh, I see. Oh, I see you. I see you, but then she walked in. I was like, "Oh, I don't see you." Black I don't. Mirror. Yeah, I, don't see I, you at all. I admit they they fooled me too. I thought it was going in a whole different they direction. They knew they there. were doing that. They knew what they were doing. They're just like, "Aha!" They did that thing where it's just like, and then they trick you with what time you think you're in. They do this switcheroo thing, and I'm like, "Oh, this is the time we're in. We're not in my. You don't think we're in the time that we're in until later. You're like, "Oh, it was." They just did everything they they could to switch it. The Black Museum episode makes you have so many different thoughts. 
it's um there's one that all of this seems plausible. Let me first let me first put that out there. The first story, if someone would have given me that idea, I would have thought this is a fantastic idea. You could do this and you could totally um it's I won't tell you how it is, but let's just say it makes doctors it enables doctors to diagnose you more readily. If I just told you that, you would say, give them whatever they need. Where do I sign? How much money do you need? Thank you. And it does not affect you. It takes away your pain. I would be like, uh, next question. Yes. No question. It's where they go with it. And you know who wrote that section? Who's that? Penn Jillette. Oh, I did hear a tie to that, actually. I did not know that, but I did hear his name Amazing. being mentioned on that on Twitter. And yep. that... Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. That's why I heard his name. It's a and and someone had read one of his short stories and said, "Hey, can we adapt that to Black Mirror?" And Penn actually wanted to audition for the Carney, like do the actual part, but they're like, the 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 um, it was too far along. The production was too far along to change the casting. He would have been great for that because he's so tall. He would have been fantastic for that part. But I think the guy who played the part was perfect. Um, the second and last segment really bothered me. It really didn't make me feel good. And the second segment, I thought I was going to feel a certain way because of who they casted. I was like, oh, I think I'm going to know, you know, I thought I was going to feel a certain way. But at the end of the movie I, or of the, of the segment, you feel awful for for different reasons. And the last segment is just brutal. I don't even. How did you like that last segment, man? The whole thing was disturbing, and I'm sorry, I, I was listening to you talk, but I wanted to say one more thing about the first segment before we move along. Yeah. Do you remember the Ricky Gervais show? Yes. Okay, so Carl Pilkington, you're familiar with Carl Pilkington, right? I am. So without giving away what, like you were saying, you know, what the doctor did, Carl Pilkington, and I heard the video of it, I saw it on YouTube rather, you know, a, a snippet of the podcast I used to do, he basically had this idea way back when. I think it was like in 20... Really? 20... Oh, God, when was it? Several years ago. But he pretty much, you know, in his own Carl Pilkington way, kind of just said exactly that. It was pretty interesting. So I'm not saying really? that... Yeah, and I'm not saying that Penn Jillette, you know, stole oh, no, from it could him be, or yeah, anything it, like No, that. It, it, was just, it was just, you know... Um, but a, but a real... Yeah. Yes, yeah, parallel thinking, exactly. But a real big similarity you know um i just sorry i just I, that was something i was meaning no, to tell you and i, I I'm was about trying to, to go on a tangent it. i'm about to go on a tangent not you not this oh, show i'm sorry i'm sorry okay ladies and gentlemen what he just said parallel thinking okay for all you creatives out there this should be a lesson one person had an idea the other person had an idea one person did something with that idea and it was on black mirror if you have an idea do it because you're not the only one with it and whoever acts upon that idea just might end up doing something that you could have easily done. That's all. Okay. You tell now, him, Steve. I just, I hate the fact that I'm sure there's a lot of people with great ideas. Someone else acts on it and they're going to be sitting there like, dang it. I had that idea. Be like, yeah, but you just didn't write it and send it in and submit it. But um, the third one was uh, the electric chair. That was like, um, like it obviously it drew everything together and we're like, ah, okay. Now I understand. Yes. So it wraps everything up in a nice little bow. But dude, it was so, I felt so bad. Again, I want to tell you guys these things, but this is, this is definitely something where the visual black museum, excuse me, black mirror and black museum for that matter. Visuals really count in this show. Whew. Seriously. Like the visuals 
truly counts. So I don't really want to say what we're talking about, but it does involve an electric chair. But the, this poor bastard, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Dude, like I dude. felt so bad for this guy. You don't even really truly know what he did. You did hear the crime, but that's it. Yes. But And there's also a quick line where, not to ruin it for anybody, but he proclaims his innocence. And yes. they lean a certain way on the, on the, on the story because he's just like, oh, I trust the justice system. And you take it from there. They're they're putting oh they're putting they lots of subjects you, right oh in front of your man. face and making you think about other things other than just oh Black Mirror. Man. You know? Oh man, because I'm like, hey, there's no going back from that. There's no whoops, we did it wrong. Nope, there's no going back from that. So it was a great. That's the only reason I wanted you to watch that episode is because I was like, I wonder what Dan will take away from this. Like, I wonder, and I specifically meant the second, well, the teddy bear one. Well, that's what I was going to get into, man. That, yeah, I, as a parent, would be a nightmare. Oh, a nightmare. This whole, this basically, guys, this whole episode is a parental nightmare. <laughs> right? Oh. When you say a family nightmare. Uh, but no, the the second segment of that, I, you know, I, you, you already know what's going to happen when they decide, hey, here's your option. And this is how we're going to fix this particular problem that you've oh. now encountered. That would automatically be a no for me. As much as this guy wanted to get back what he had lost, that just spells bad news. One would think, one would think, but if you get someone at the right time, because look, we have people that do not believe in the supernatural, but if their parent dies, they go to a medium. Because if you get them at the right time, a person will do anything. No, you're right, man. Because I definitely, when my dad passed away, I was definitely having some uh, non-atheistic thoughts in my head. Totally. Immediately, so, yeah, I can agree you with get that. them right. Oh, yeah. You if you get one, if you were like, hey, or you could just have them here with you all the time, and now you hear the person in your head, and at first, I'm gonna not ruin it for everyone, but I imagine guess you can kind of share that. You could sort of yeah. share the plot. I think that's fair. Imagine you can never lose someone. Whoever you lose, you always have them. Who wouldn't want that? But then Black Mirror, being who Black Mirror is, they show you. Do you want that? That's what they do to you. Because at first you're like, oh, that would be kind of cool. But then it's a, would it? They always ask you, would it though? That's I think it's fair thing. to say that everything is best temporary. Oh, for sure. I don't, I don't think permanence that, I don't think permanence is always a good thing. The you know, and I think that you could take like any it could be good. Yeah. Yeah, but the way that he went, you know, there's always that exactly. You can have A, but you also have to deal with B. And man, he looked crazy in that, huh? <laughs> I looks... would rather, I would, I think that's a, okay, I'm one of the crazy ones. I still think that's something that needs to happen. That's a great idea. I think it absolutely needs to happen. And I think that one day we're heading, the, we're heading that direction, man. There's things that are happening in modern technology and modern medicine now that's going to blow our minds over the next 20 years. Oh, dude. I mean, I think, yeah, we're, but again, you being who you are, what you do for a living, it would literally, how easy would it make your job when you're just like, oh, I know what to look for. So just look for that and you'll see it. Done. Next question. You know how Ooh. easy it would make my job? It would easily take away my job if it have something like that because they wouldn't need people like myself. All oh. they would need would be a hat. Never mind then. Right? I don't like this idea at all. Yeah, I don't like it at all. It's got to stop. Never actually. mind. It sucks. Well, <laughs> I'm going I'm to go ahead and just poo-poo that idea. So yes, how do we watch Black Mirror? I do believe I saw it the same way you did. Yes, Netflix. Netflix is the way to go with Check that. Check it guys. out. I would recommend everyone, don't just don't do the whole um, 
you don't have to do it sequentially. I would recommend uh, uh, just going around because just do it from, from space to space, from season to season. Go everywhere. When you hear someone say this episode's good, just watch the episode. Because most likely the thing that everyone says is a really good episode, those are ones that you're going to want to be, if you want to be in the conversation, just watch those. You're not missing anything not watching the, or missing out on the other ones until you get a chance to. But uh, there's some really, as a matter of fact, after the conversation, I'm going to let Dan know which ones he really needs to get up on. Let's talk about one thing that I keep trying to talk about, but we can make it super quick, super quick. So a couple weeks ago when it first came out, the day it came out, actually, I caught Bright with Will Smith on Netflix. Ah. Now, there's something unfortunate about this show, and it's not just the show itself, the movie itself. I was looking forward to this when I first heard about it. I thought that it had a really cool concept, and I, I liked you know where it was going with. Basically, it has to do with it's the future. Um, I think it's the future, but it definitely has to do in, in this environment. You've got you know fairies and elves and brights, and which are like magic magical elves, I guess orcs all this shit so it just seemed very interesting i could i found myself like really wanting to i was like looking forward to watching this i remember having my ipad with me and ready to drop this thing if work got slow and i ended up watching it and it just kind of it was another it was i almost phantom menaced it like i was like i think i like that i think it was okay and then the more i watched it unfortunately i i you know what i don't often like you know bash shows on here but i think it was kind of a bad movie yes would you agree totally i like will smith i think will smith's a fine actor you know he's not the best actor but i I like his movies which is why i wanted to watch this one but this one just sort of it was like they had this great idea that just sort of didn't come to fruition right oh dude and i mean it wasn't even all over the place and and you know another thing about this movie now you know one of my favorite words is the f word yes I use it for everything. I start sentences with it. You know, I, I uh, put it in my ingredients when I cook. Totally. It's a great word. Yes. This show said that word so much that it became like like piercing when you heard it. I don't know if that if you caught that at all. I don't know if really? you made it all the way through, Bright. But I'm like, okay, we get it. F word, we get it. You know, I don't know why I say fuck all the time. There we go. There, I said it. But But you didn't think that way for like casino, right? No, it was the way it was used. That's not weird. Yeah. Like if you watch Casino, you watch like say uh, Goodfellas or something like that. Any of those type, any gangster movie, you're gonna hear this ad nauseum. But it was just something with this movie where I felt like it was um, forced in. That's that's the better way of looking at it, Steve. I think it was it was forced in a bit too much to make it. I can edgy. understand that for the sake of making it edgy. Yeah, they wanted to make Will Smith not the Family Guy you are used to seeing. So they yes. had to make him yes be like okay, swear a lot, and then people will look over yeah. the fact that you're Will Smith. And it was kind of weird, actually. That's a really good point. Like, I, you don't, I was thinking that you don't often, that's fine, but you don't often see him saying that. No, except for bad boys. Except for bad boys, right. And it was so smooth. Like, I mean, they knew how to direct Will Smith. So it was a really smooth transition and he was so cool with it. This one, he's mean. He's just out, he's just mean. And they try to comment on things and they do a, ter- a terrible job at it. Terrible job at it. And it was a bad movie. It was so bad that, I was trying to convince myself, being like, you know what? Maybe it's the director. Maybe they had the... Because I know they went in wanting to do an interesting thing. But I don't know if I was a Netflix head. Now, mind you, it made a ton of money. So they're going to have a sequel. They already they already confirmed a sequel. It's over. There's a sequel coming. Oh, for sure. But, we knew that. But they you know the weird part is they did that before it even was... Exactly. An, like, before they even put it out. 
They just assume but, that it was going to do so well that they could do that. So I'm kind of wondering but, if they're if they're they're worried about that or if they're rethinking their course of action. Oh, for sure, one. dude. Because look, hate watching is watching nonetheless. It's still watching. It's still eyes on the prize. So they see it as a viewer. And my thing is the fact that no one got fired over this movie being green or greenlit, no problem. But after the completed project, watching it, no one got fired. That just means we're going to get a lot more of this. Well, I'll tell you this, man. Like I said, I, I think it was a, uh, for the for the lack of a better term, it was a bad movie. It definitely was not one of my favorites. I don't think it was poorly made. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that it was it was, it was like a complete fault and it didn't have any type of, you know, good attributes to it. I mean, if you were to go on, say, Twitter and just hashtag bright, bright movie, I think is what it was. I think that people did like this movie. I just don't think that it hit the mark that they were intending to. I think that they were intending to make it sort of a everyone loved this movie kind of thing. You know, anyone that's into this kind of stuff that we're into was going to like this movie. And I think it ended up just being more of a more of the Will Smith crowd. Yes. Would that be fair? You know what I mean? I people did yes. like it, but there was just for as many people that were praising the movie, there was a shit ton of them that were bashing it too. Sounds kind of like The Last Jedi actually. Oh snap. Shots by Red. I like to just keep saying The Last Jedi in every podcast we do from now on. Jeez Louise. But yes, I yeah, Bright was bad, dude. I didn't like it at all. So we can agree then, not our favorite. Out of all of everything we've no. talked about, that would definitely be the worst. Oh, no. Yeah, that was really... I, I, I wish I hadn't have seen it, really. Uh, you know, I don't know. I honestly think that if I had the time to watch it again, I might do it just to see if Damn. I truly thought it... Yeah, because I didn't think it was the worst thing I've ever seen. There's some things where I'll watch it and I'll be like, oh, no, I will never watch... And that's fine, dude. Like, if that's you. But for me, I'd be like, nah, I'll never watch this again. Uh, that's that's not how I felt about this one, but there certainly are things that are like that. This is I, so I think I may end up giving it a chance just to see if I'm being a little too hard on it. Okay, fair enough. That Kinda is guy right am, on Steve. Netflix. That is uh, Dan is giving it his oh maybe it's not that bad. I'm saying unless you want to be part of a conversation, unless you do some sort of movie reviews, or unless there's a reason you have to watch this movie, don't waste your time. There's plenty of other things you can watch for an hour and. 45 minutes that will not be a waste of life like bright is <laughs> a waste of life wowzers yeah i don't i don't feel as harshly about it but yes i again this is it's going to be one of these days maybe i will and if i don't i won't be heart, heartbroken about it you know perfect so bright not not so much not this week anyway <laughs> so what do you got in news for brother not a whole lot uh but i do have a few things and i think you'll be excited about this one were you a fan Go of the it. animaniacs steve I love the anime. I they did that is the most adult cartoon before Family Guy. It, there was the Animaniacs. Rapid fire jokes, a lot of them going over children's heads because they're oh, not dude. they're not getting oh, that dude. at all. Well, I'm happy to tell you that it's actually making a return coming very soon and it's going to be on Hulu this time. Oh! So, are I'm we going to have Animaniacs on a whole other level now? Is it going yes. to include I don't think they'll do profanity or anything, but do you think that the jokes are going to be even more like throwing them over kids' heads? Is Are they making Animaniacs for adults like the way they should have in the first place? They're probably going to push the limit. And I, th I would imagine that they're going to put their toe in the water and see who their viewers are. And if it's older, if it's an older, uh, if it skews older, 
they'll probably, you know, get on Twitter, find out what's going on. They're going to push. They're going to keep on pushing those limits. But if it skews younger, they might not. A little bit. This is coming off of the uh, Ain't It Cool website. It says, with mm-hmm. the development of the new series, the deal will also place the original Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain, Tiny Toon Adventures, oh. and yes, I know, and the less remembered Pinky, Elmira, and the Brain. Um, they're all going to be on there, man. Isn't that great? So it's they're oh. bringing it back like real deal. I'm just wondering if they're going to step it up a little bit or just just that's the place where they decided that's who was going to buy it and pick it up and, and keep it. It depends good on who the right if the if they cha- OK, here's my thing. My thing is the voice actors. Are they using the same voice actors specifically for the brain? I are they using so. the same people for peeking peeking in the brain and are they using the same uh, uh, writers for Animaniacs? The Animaniacs voices, you can change them because I don't remember them as well as Pinky and the Brain. Those are very specific voices. But if you don't have the writers you had for Animaniacs, I don't know if I'm interested. Yeah, you have to go all or nothing with this. Yes, dude. I don't want no, let's get some really, those, you know, we're going to have some dirty jokes a little bit. Let's get the dirtier writers. No, those people back then were right in line with how much you should push it. Like, I remember one time they did this thing where they were like, um, hey, uh, um, they're like, hey, what do you do for a living? And Beethoven said, I'm a pianist. And they're like, come here, potty mouth. I'm like, oh my gosh, no one would have gotten that. <laughs> I was like, what? And they had a Prince joke that was just, if you look up the Animaniacs, Animaniacs Prince joke, I mean, I was like, dang, that get on TV? It's crazy. I can't really wait to see what they're going to do with this, man. And I hope I'm trying to see if there's a I don't think there's a release date yet, but it is definitely coming down the pike. And not only is it. Oh, no, here we go. We have to wait till 2020. It says Steven Spielberg is absolutely a part of the project as executive producer. But the downside is we have to wait until 2020 to see it. That's fair. Um, I could do that. Amblin Television and Warner Brothers are going to produce two seasons. It's already good for two seasons. So it's over. Game on. Yeah. Perfect. So that's pretty good news, right? That's great news. You ask for news, I give you good news. Uh, what else we got here? I've been talking about Young Sheldon lately, and I had a feeling that it was going to get greenlit again. It is greenlit, for, renewed rather, for a season two. Nice. And if you haven't started watching this yet, watch it. It's so it's a freaking charming show. Uh, Ian Armitage is amazing as Young Sheldon. Whether or not you like Big Bang Theory or not, it doesn't matter. Whole cast is solid. Uh Please watch it. And, you know, you'll just be ready for when it comes out again. Season two. Have you started watching this yet? Do you plan on watching it? I plan on watching. No, I'm going to watch it because you've you've been nailing it on the head lately. So I'm definitely going to watch it. There's just so much out there, man. I just try to, you know, I don't think I'm right all the time or anything like that. But when it feels right, it feels right. And this is one I want to share with you. So I'm really hoping that you watch this soon so we can talk about it. And I'm just curious, actually, what you can watch whenever you want. But I am very curious to see what you think about it. I'm curious what you think about this one because I'm not sure if you saw the first one and I know for sure I did not like it at all. But Todd McFarlane says that the Spawn reboot isn't actually going to be a superhero movie. Um, It's going to be coming out on Blumhouse. So says ScreenRant.com. Todd McFarlane says his upcoming Spawn reboot isn't a superhero movie but rather a supernatural thriller. An adaptation of the McFarlane-created book comic book character rather al simmons aka spawn released in 1997 from visual effects supervisor mark az i think it's dip um yeah they made a movie let me just let me just cut it down to you they made a movie back in the 90s starring michael jai white 
and yes. it was a freaking abomination of Holy a wonderful, crap, wonderful comic series. I have yes. since lost. I've it's been years since I've read Spawn. I'll be honest with you, but I've always thought that Spawn, you know, deserved a second chance, and yes. now it's come to fruition. And yes. who's, Blumhouse is putting it out. I it's think, be good. yeah, it's going to be R rated. It. It's going to be, it, yeah. yeah, it's going to be R rated, but it's supposed to be more like a psychological thriller. Um, you're not going to have Spawn swooping in to save the day, and he really wasn't that type of character to begin with. Uh, Spawn is about a guy named Al Simmons who was killed, and he came. He went to hell actually, and he came back, you know, because of all this cool comic book shit as Spawn, uh, yes. very much an antihero, if you will. And I'm so you know, but it's coming from like. Great stock, man. I mean, if a studio that's known for films like Split, Get Out, Ooh, The Purge, uh, Happy yes. Death Day. What else do we have with Blumhouse? I'm trying to think. Um, there's 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 tons more, but they're all so bomb. Happy Death Day. I'm not making that up. That was Blumhouse, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. But so we know that Spawn is getting five million. That's what they're getting. We don't have to wonder about the budget. And they actually described it. It was going to be a low budget. Yes. Movie. Yes, but because if they that's what Bloodhound do, does, yeah. Yeah, and if they can do these amazing things with, with uh, all the other ones I've done, I oh, have no dude. doubt that Spawn's going to be at least, at you know, at the very at the very least of it, it's going to be a better movie than what we got before. But I'm still wondering if it's going to be able to rival the HBO series, the animated series, which is excellent. you got to check I it out. I can't wait. I can't wait. Dude, seriously, HBO Go, man. I keep trying to tell... I, I can't... I think I forget to tell you this. But go to HBO Go and watch Spawn the Animated Series. I think you will dig it. It's got David Keith as Spawn, the voice of Spawn. Oh, dude, come on! It's now. a win, dude. I'm telling you, it's really, really good. Little dated, just a tiny little bit, but it's it's like the animation still holds up. Very anime looking. Um, you'll dig for sure. I'm all over it. Just a little bit more, Steve, and then I'm going to turn it over to you because I know that we need to be getting up out of here shortly. Yes, sir. Uh, let's see what else is important. Oh, this is a good one. We have. Okay, I think you're going to like this news. So. A while back, uh, CBS came up with something called CBS All Access. It's another streaming, you know, platform that you can get. And it's for a fee, of course. And, uh, you know, it's another way for them to get your money. But everyone's doing it. So we can't really hold CBS responsible. You got your Netflix, your Hulu. You got your... The Hulu. Yeah, you know, yes. your Disney. All of that is, is charging <laughs> you a lot of money. You know, lots of... Yes. Lots of, lots of uh, Shillings, lots of smeckles, smeckles. That's yes. a penis. Sorry, shekels. I don't shekels, even know what the fuck yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, I feel you. I feel <laughs> not smeckles because that's a penis. But anyway, yes. yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about that. So CBS somehow has teamed up with Amazon Prime. So guys, right now, if you want to stop listening, don't, don't. Just wait. We're almost done. But when we're done, go to your Amazon Prime. Uh, Apple, by the way, has that now as a it's a full on app that you can use there. And with your inclusion, it's included now, man. My English is terrible today. Sorry, folks. But, you know, especially since we got this website, I should probably just like get my uh, my banter up a little bit better. <laughs> but anyway, um, you can now watch CBS All Access on Amazon Prime. It's included in your membership, which means, Steve, that now we can talk about Star Trek Discovery. Yes, yes. What else is going to be on there? There's a whole bunch of other things. It says CBS All Access offers more than 10,000 episodes on demand, including an original series, Star Trek Discovery, uh, The Good Fight, No Activity, uh, Strange Angel, and The Twilight Zone. So you've got a lot of goods that you can watch on this thing here. I heard good. I heard good. I haven't heard goods yet. But good. I did hear good. Singular, About Star Trek like Discovery? Star Trek, yeah. But yeah. all the other things, I don't know if it's goods. Yeah. Goods on CBS. We'll see. (laughs) 
I think the good, people are only going to be watching one thing. Star Trek is going to be the only thing people are going to be tuning in for from Amazon Prime. That's it. But people are actually going to be digging this, I think, because there's full seasons of, you know, current CBS primetime shows such as Big Bang Theory, Young Sheldon. You're going to be able to stream them all right there. Uh, NCIS, Scorpion. Uh, it's all there. There's so The Good Wife, uh, Hawaii Five-0. If you dig any of those, you can stream all of these now. So as part of your um, Amazon Prime subscription. So I think that's good stuff right there, folks. If oh, you can dude. save, If you can save a buck here and there, save it. And this is one way to do so. So all you Trekkies out there, I'm talking to you, Johnny Bucks. You already seen yeah. this? You see this yet? What did you think about this one, man? Yeah, that's it. So CBS All Access, uh, All Access is included. Access. See, you know what's weird yeah. now, Steve, is that it's coming out involuntarily right now. I see this. I, see <laughs> I was this. trying to say CBS All Access, but it's yeah. All Access. So All I'm going to have to stop doing that. Uh, lastly, bad news, but it's it's just you know because there's really nothing happening here. There's this big stagnant void of any action at all uh, in the Rick and Morty camp. There are no plans currently for season four of Rick and Morty. Uh, they do say that you know the we're at the very least we're gonna it's gonna be like late 2019. Okay. So this is like Sopranos waiting right here, Game of Thrones yeah. waiting more so like wasn't Sopranos like two years every time? It was a minute. And the thing is, um, the good thing is it's better than it being canceled. So I'll take it. Yeah, that's true. It's gonna come sooner or later. Uh, this comes off of CinnamonBlend.com. They were talking to Rick and Morty writer Ryan Ridley, and that was like a tongue twister right there. And that this is, is this is what he said. He just says, as far as I know, no one's working on the show, and I'm certainly not. Uh, so I don't know what's going on. I haven't heard anything. They really take their time. I never understood why everybody, all parties, Dan, Justin, Adult Swim, didn't get their shit together, his words, and make the show fast. I just don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm sure they all have their reasons. I highly doubt, you know, there won't be a season four. I'm just shocked that it's taking so long. So, like I said, you know, uh, 2019 is, is what they're looking at there. He said, I would be surprised if there was a fourth season on any sooner than late 2019. Wow. But it gives you a lot of time to catch up, guys. If you're not watching Rick and Morty, you are doing ASAP. yourself a huge disservice. For sure, dude. And they might just be putting it out there so when it comes sooner, people are pumped. Maybe. But I, I don't think so, dude. I think they just take their time. I think that's just that's how they real. get down over there, you know? No, so. that's real. That's real. So, yeah, you're going to have to hold your horses horses on that there. And then yeah. la- lastly, last oh, my God, it's getting to be you bad You are now. really doing it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dang. I think I'm going to go ahead and just do this last one in that uh, fashion. The Last yes. Jedi is going to be coming yes. out on Blu-ray. And I have a release date for you. We are looking at March 27th of 2018 till you get yourself some Last Jedi on Blu-ray. And I do believe oh. that it comes out on digital on the 24th. That's simply it. I have done enough, you know, uh, Last Jedi talk for a while. I'm looking forward to it. I assume a lot of you are not, but I know that some of you are very much. And this is when you're going to get that, guys. So I thought I would include it just for you. Awesome. That's it for me, man. That's all the news I got. Well, I only got two quick and I'm going to speed through them. Well, come um, on. So Apple's thinking about buying Netflix. Oh, yeah? Now, this is an interesting story, but the really interesting part is why. What it is is it has a little something to do with President Trump's corporate tax cut. They said, um, quote, the firm has too much cash, nearly $250 billion, which is they, uh, they, they put in the quotations, hey, look, that's a good problem to have. Apple has too much money. So, quote, historically, Apple has avoided repatriating cash to the U.S. to avoid taxation. As such, tax reform may allow Apple to put this cash to use 
with over 90% of his cash sitting overseas, a one-time 10% repatriation tax would give Apple $220 billion for mergers and acquisitions or buybacks, hmm. unquote. So this corporate tax cut makes it makes it totally, um, uh, it's beneficial for them to just say, okay, let's bring our, our money back then and start using all this money because they're getting these huge tax cuts now. So now they're going to be able to just get, they have so much money, they have to get rid of some. Don't Come you hate on, when you, dude. don't you hate when that happens? For real, G. I mean, the fact that they just, they're liquid $250 billion and growing $50 billion a year. And this, um, this deal is going to be $75 billion. They are going to buy Netflix in the, in the country of $75 billion. Wow. Just that is so that much money, dude. Again, <laughs> seventy-five billion dollars. Oh my god, that is so much. Mo- I don't think we understand. People, if you have a million dollars, and you then you give nine hundred times, you now have nine hundred million dollars. You still have a hundred million more to have one billion dollars. That which seventy-five of it is going to be given to Netflix for the company. Disgusting. That is so much money. So it's just, just let disgusting. that sit. So it's not only, it's kind of gross to me that this is happening. The reason behind it is gross. They're making rich people even richer and they're using their riches to make, it's just gross. They are, if Apple gets Netflix, we now have Apple with Netflix and all their other stuff. And then they have, we now have Disney that own Fox and all their other stuff. You know, this this little war is starting to make sense or you're starting to see how, you know, like just a few months back, you were like, like I was saying, you know, you had the CBS and uh, the CBS All Access. You had the Disney thing. And and now we're starting to see how they're, you know, the the think tanks are coming out and they're okay. Well, now it's just all about acquisitions. That's it. And that's how they're going to just take it down and and make it not so crazy right there. You're just going to end up having freaking Apple and Disney to work with. It yes. seems that and way. And that's, that's what they're saying. The, the corporate tax cut that just went through gives Apple $250 billion specifically for merges and acquisitions. Oh, let's not forget Amazon either. Amazon is strong. Oh, they're on their way. They're on their way, dude. So yeah. watch out for that. Um, the next story is quick. Uh, the question is, what does, you know, we all know that Disney bought Fox, which is a big thing. But what does the, what do they get with buying Fox? Check this out. Disney now owns The Simpsons, This Is Us, Modern Family, American Horror Story, and Homeland. They also have, because the big thing is, that's just their TV stuff. They also get X-Men, Star Wars, because they already have it. They already have those things, but they get Frozen, Toy Story, The Avengers. I mean, all these things are now, they have control over these things. That's insane. Like huge, Disney already huge deals. Being Disney made. owns those things by themselves. They own Frozen, Toy Story, Avengers. But now you they're going to you pick could literally up, stop right there and be set. That's huge. But now they pick up Avatar. Now they um they because they own they already own Ice Age, and they have they have uh, Planet of the Apes. Come on, dude. Huge. They, if they can, they're talking about Night at the Museum, Home Alone, Doctor Doolittle, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Gee, this is a big thing. And whether or not it's going to produce solid content, it doesn't really matter if it's going to produce solid content. Not for Disney. 
because now that they have the you know the rights to all these things, it's just Holy a matter of crap. time until it becomes Reboot City. Dude. You know, they've done it with Star Wars already. I'm sure they're going to they're going to revamp the Avengers down the road. Not that it needs it right now, but we all know that it's going to need it. You know, it will actually. They're all yes. getting older. So there's just so much you can do with this. You know damn well there's going to be another Home Alone movie that comes out. You know oh, damn it's coming, well. Man. Yeah, it's all of that is coming. So I mean, I good mean, for they're, them. They're I just hope that they yes. I hope that they use what is it? With great power comes great responsibility, right, Steve? Totally. So I hope totally. that they like Spider-Man. Well, they're going to they're going to do Fantastic 4 correctly, I think. I think that, they're actually going to do it right. Well, damn it, they should because it's gotten such shitty versions already. So many, you know, what is it? Total of three attempts, right? If you count the yes. sequel, Silver Surfer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, that was that but, was. Rough and now too. Deadpool can be in an X Men movie. But will Deadpool be rated R now? I they feel like we talked about this anything. a little bit for some reason. Yeah, I think they're not changing anything, only because Disney does have rated R things. They so do Jazz? have rated R. Um, let me see what Disney, Disney rated R movies. Let's, let's Google that, shall we? Rated. Okay, there we go. So these are Disney rated R movies. Dude, they own uh, Miramax. Game over. Oh, okay. Say no more. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Say no more. They own, I forgot about that. They got Miramax, G. You know what I'm saying? But nothing rated so, R has come out of Miramax, Steve. Oh, that's true. <laughs> uh, dude, they have some terribly rated R movies. Okay, but, they, but the thing is, it's it's distance from them. If they release Deadpool, that's a Disney imprint. They're not going to say Disney in relation to Fox. It's now a Disney. Well, they'll be able to say Marvel, but that's directly Disney. So I don't know, man. They're gonna. I I know that people aren't going to deal if they have a um. Oh, it's uh, it's not as dirty as last time. No, 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 no. Now Deadpool has to push the limits. There is no going back now. Deadpool has to stay where it's at. They're going to riot in the streets if they don't do that movie right. Dude. Dude. And now they're talking about Hugh Jackman coming back for X. I don't understand how he can for Wolverine. Unless they're going to do a back in the day Wolverine. I don't know how he comes back. There's so much time jumping going on with X-Men that I think it could be easily done. You just need a good writer to do something like that. We got Old Man Logan last time. Or we got Logan last time. So there's a lot of space in between there to work with. It just takes okay. a really good imagination and some seriously talented writing. Totally. And of course, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. But there are, they have been talking about like who's going to play the next Wolverine. So is, is that a rumor? Has he said anything no, about they're that? No, ta- he doesn't. He said he don't want to do it anymore. That's what I thought. Yeah. He said he don't want to. I mean, because imagine having to keep in shape all the time. I, that's not his natural build. No yeah, one's that's natural that's got to be some seriously extensive. What's that? Yeah. That's no one's natural. I mean, let me change that. No one's built like that natural. Just like Thor. You see, um, you see, um, I forgot his name. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, Chris. You see him normally. He's a fairly thin guy, but you already because that's you, then you have to bulk up for the Avengers. That's why um, dude doesn't want to. Um, Chris Evans. He doesn't want to play um, uh, Captain America anymore. It's a pain in the butt having to be that way all the time, and he doesn't want to be seen as Captain America for the rest of his life. I think he's more afraid of getting typecast than actually like yeah. getting paid crazy amounts of money to stay in shape. Yes, and <laughs> where, whereas Robert Downey Jr., he doesn't care. Like well, he's Robert, like I'm Robert at the Downey tail Jr. end. Yeah. yeah, I'm at the tail end. I'll be Iron Man. So um, I'm really looking forward to how that breaks off. But unfortunately, I got bad news, ladies and gentlemen. And the bad news is this: Go ahead and start playing the Hulk music. Um, we have to leave <laughs> you again. We must leave. Um, it's been fun 
It's been great. It's been awesome. Yet another show. Um, we like to thank the producers, uh, the cast, uh, friends, family, everybody for sitting in. Johnny Bucks, you know, you already know your uh, voicemail was one of the highlights of this episode. Absolutely. Um, you know, so thank you so much. We couldn't have done this without you. Thank you guys. Uh, Dan has something to say too. Sure do. One more time, guys. Let me go ahead and give you all the contact info we have. Again, the easiest way to get all of these things is the new, the brand new, shiny, flashy heroesofnoise.com. Go there and you're going to be able to take care of everything I'm about to say right now. You want to hit us up on email. We're there. You can hit a link to heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter individually or as a group. You can go at Heroes of Noise and get the show. You can reach me, Dan, at Dan Q Public. Steve at S-E, excuse me, let me try that again, at S-E underscore Hudson Music. Uh, there's links to Instagram there, Heroes of Noise Podcast. Or our Facebook page, Heroes of Noise Podcast. Uh everything you can subscribe right there itunes stitcher google play iHeartRadio. it is all there just for you to make things that much easier stop by the site take a look at it let us know what you think um i'm pretty proud of it i think it looks pretty good and it's only going to keep looking better if you want to leave us a voicemail you can even do that there too and as i said before just like the great johnny bucks did if you got the means record it send it to us on email we'll play it that way too Nothing is impossible these days. 2018 is going to be a fantastic year. I'm more and more excited every single time I talk to you good folks. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me, Steve. That's all I got. One more time. I'd like to hear it from the man of the hour, the first donator, Johnny Buck. Thank you so much for the first donation. Yay. Boom. That's what I'm talking about. Boom in the room. Shake, shake, shake the room. Don't ever quote that because that's an old Will Smith song that everybody will make fun of you for. <laughs> I was going to get I was going to about to get yeah, on you. Yeah, uh, don't don't do that. But look, ladies and gentlemen, until the next time that I get to see you and hear from your wonderful voicemails, I'm going to give you a big shout out and say I love you, I adore you. Thank you for listening. Go to the website, donate a little Skrilla, and until the next time, holla at your boy. I'm Steve, and my name's Dan Ramirez. People, it's been a damn pleasure talking to you this week. We will see you in seven days. Thanks for listening to the Heroes of Noise. Peace.